A bear, a bear, Craig is a bear, yeah. <laughs> I'm a man. Welcome to Life is a Fetch Quest with yours truly. Welcome to Bearcast with Craig, the bear of the bears. <laughs> I'm a bear. My name is Craig. What's up now? Look at my honey pot. Okay, just we gotta talk. <laughs> we gotta talk on our normal voices. <laughs> Hi everyone, welcome back to Life is a Fetch Quest. You're with me, Harvey, your host. And today I've got Rob and Jimmy with me. We ha- have a lot to go through today. This is our Halloween special. Ooh, it's spooky season. Oh, no, I'm not going to do that. special um we're recording this just before halloween so by the time you hear this we will have finished halloween hopefully um so let's get right into it rob how have you been this week by the time you hear this we'll already be dead um i'm fine i'm slowly realizing how much more of an old man i am um every day of the week 31 and just feel my body deteriorating but everything's fine this is fine. Um, yeah, just more of the move, really. Um, trying to not stress out about it because moving sucks. But um, yeah, I've just been playing the same shit as I did last week. <laughs> Honest to God, this isn't most boring update for me. But guys, I'm going to talk more about Hades, and I think you guys are too, from the sounds of it. Yes, definitely. Yeah, this, Hades. This week, um, I played Hades quite a lot. Got into it this week also. Um, later we'll be talking about Ghost of Tsushima, the new multiplayer mode, Ghost Legends mode, I believe it's called. Hmm. Um, we started playing that and I'm quite addicted. It's really good. Um, Jimmy, hmm. how about you? Yeah, man, I'm doing good. Um, I think it's fine. Uh, just, you know, you know me, more, more work. It'll all be over soon. I have to work seven days in a row, but in between that, yeah, good. Um, excited about this week's podcast. Excited about the topic. Pretty, pretty happy to talk about that. Yeah. You're the most excited about this topic. I think if you played more of the game that we're going to talk about, you would realize the, the palpable excitement. I can feel it coming from Rob, and he's two states away, so I can feel it coming through. Maybe that's just me. <laughs> it's just yep. reflecting back on yep. myself. You can feel it through the red note. Oh, oh. A reference that Harvey may or may not get. <laughs> I don't get this reference. Right. No, yeah, I'm good. Um, I started playing Hades as well. I play a week played Ghosts. Uh, it's been been a fun week of games as opposed to the previous week where I was just kind of taking a break from games, mostly self-imposed from work and also just because there's, there's a real good amount of content to watch right now. Watching the, Finish watching the boys and like, what do we got? Like Borat 2 coming out. That's meant to be good. Yeah. I don't know. I've been watching a lot of Eric Andre. <laughs> that kind of helps me f- through quarantine. Oh, yes. The madness of like what life was like back in <laughs> when, when we could interact in public and just you know. awkwardly interact with everyone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Have you ever seen the one where he tries to buy a car and he's wearing it's like a person underneath him and they're pretending to be a big person? Oh no! Oh, 
great. <laughs> I don't want to like just it's just, it, it's, just, it's, it's yeah. no, it's physical comedy. Yeah. So, yeah. But anyway. Oh my god. How are you? Um, I guess I should ask. Like, I'm not even sure which games to ask first because I had no. I've not played Ghost of Tsushima Legends or any of the updates, so I'm gonna I'm gonna be just kind of silently listening. But I mean, should we just talk about Hades? Should we? Just yeah, let's. That, that seems yeah. like a good jumping off okay. point. We're all pretty. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Rob's Hades quest is a lot further along than ours, but we're kind of. I guess we might be where you were last week, just in the thick of it, being like, man, I I keep wanting to play this fucking game. Yep. Um. It's just got all. It just keeps surprising me. It's it's. I'm, I'm waiting to see what comes next, and I just I want to talk about it and see if other people are feel the same way or if I'm just fucking insane. But yeah, we're we're. I would say we're roundabout where you were last week. God, it's like it's like a new girlfriend. It's just like I'm in love with this person. It's completely insane. I just want to tell everyone about it. Like this is why I know this is completely illogical, but I want to talk about this for a long time. That's that's what I feel. Hades is for kind yeah, of I everyone feel- right now. I feel like it'll be the first game that we talk week to week about. It'll be like new, the new Destiny news, but actually legitimate. <laughs> <laughs> Destiny is legitimate. <laughs> anyway, Arby, you're the newcomer. Come on, tell us yeah. about your Hades experience. So I'm, I'm not really a roguelike player. You know, I don't really play roguelike games, but I'm really digging um, Hades, man. Like, it's really, really engaging. Story-wise, like, one thing I really find frustrating in, in a lot of games which kind of just turned me off is like if i die a lot of times i um i don't want to play anymore but this game you know when you die you you open up more story you open up more more items more weapons more features which really is good in my opinion um which ties well into the narrative so definitely love this game so you're not much of a souls player right because mm, of that reason yeah mm. i mean i play it but i like i hate it <laughs> It's, it's a hate play. Yeah, it's a hate play. Like yeah. uh, the Star Wars that that new Jedi game that came out last mm. year. Yeah, hated it. But yeah, I'm a you, huge Star Wars fan. I will admit, I started enjoying that game more. Fallen Order, I think it was called. Yeah, yeah. I started enjoying that more when I turned the difficulty down, um, because I wasn't playing that game to have a Dark Souls experience. I wanted it to be challenging. Mm. But we, when I turned the difficulty down, it was still challenging. Yeah. And I found myself playing in the later uh, parts of the story and being like, "What if I hadn't turned the difficulty down?" Like I would just be hating this game. It's ah, it's that's a whole other discussion. But yeah. yeah, no, I'd say give Fallen Order another chance because it is quite good. But just turn that difficulty down. You know, don't check your ego. Just check your ego and and try and enjoy it as a sort of fun Star Wars yeah, game. Just because I do love my Star Wars games. Yeah, and the Uncharted stuff in it, it's really good. Yeah. yeah. I, I actually, well, you know what? I'll throw my throw my hat in with, with Fallen Order because I I'm I weirdly passionate about that game. I don't know why. I have no stakes in it at all. But I really, I like, I got dis- disappointed by it towards the end. Like that game is maybe an hour longer than it should be. But I had this weird moment that like I think going into it was like yeah, it's all the amazing kind of like Souls esque type of Souls game. But then I think it's the further I went into it, I'm like, this is Metroid. It's just Metroid Prime, but third person. And when mm. I started to think about it like that way, I'm like, oh, this makes so much more sense. I did have it on hard, which was a bit of a fucking nightmare when you go back mm. to planets. Um, did you make the mistake I made of going to like the toxic Darth Maul planet way too early in the game? And that yes! is like, <laughs> you know, because you just want to explore, right? And you're like, oh, this planet looks cool. And then you get there and it's like, holy shit, I hate my life and I hate these people. Yep, I have none of the powers I need for this, and I'm gonna die in seconds. And oh man, 
But it's we'll... cool that it lets you explore, but then it almost punishes you for doing so, which I would argue is like anti-Dark Souls. Because at least Dark Souls is like, ah, no, actually that's wrong. Because in Dark Souls 1, if you go to the graveyard, you're just immediately boned. Yeah. Oh, is... I didn't even mean to make that pun. The oh, graveyard boned. Okay. I should have Welcome what? to Halloween. the cheese house. Let's, Halloween pun bingo is what we're doing. Uh, that's yeah. true. I would, I would go off and kill myself right now for making that pun, except it's Halloween, so it's acceptable. <laughs> so for those, for those playing at home, you've just had another point on your Halloween bingo card. Please cross that off. Mm. Um, <laughs> B4. Rob, mm. how, how's Hades? I finished Get it. Back on topic. I finished it. Oh my God, I finished it today. Uh, it's such a great moment. Um... Oh God! What do I start in this again? So it's, it's good that you guys have. It's good that you guys have actually like played a little bit, so you kind of understand what I was talking about last week about like that. The reason why it's so addictive is that there is always something more to do. Always, always something more to unlock. Always something to cash in some like gemstones or darkness crystals with. There's always something or a conversation to have, or someone to find throughout the path. Um. So yeah, I finished it today. Um, I. I'm trying to really be careful with spoilers here because I feel like it's very intrinsic to the game and not just the story, but how it works. But um, I really liked how it wrapped up, but left it open for you to keep doing what you're doing. It's not like, it's not a, they don't sequel bait it, right? Like I don't expect a Hades 2 to come out of this. I'll be like, that would be awesome. But the way that they set up the story and you keeping keeping playing even after the ending makes so much sense i've never seen games do that that well at all like really it's um like literally nothing changes but it does a little bit like the the nature of the game doesn't change but the context around it does Hmm. um it's not it's not a twist nothing like that it just it makes sense um for for those for those who don't know what hades is could hmm. you explain what hades is exactly but I mean, we were always getting new listeners. Listen oh. to every episode, people. You know, yeah. Go back and listen to episode two. I'm not here to force feed you guys. I don't episode know. three, man. Come on. <laughs> um. So, Rob, you briefly mentioned sequels. I don't think. Um. I don't think Supergiant. Also, just PSA. I need to mm. apologize for calling Supergiant super massive last week because I'm a fucking idiot. Um. I don't think Supergiant do. Sequels? They have, have, they've never done a sequel yet. Um, no. But I think Hades is probably the most successful thing they've done, maybe outside of Bastion or Equal 2. We'll see how it goes in the future. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, what do you think? Sequel? No. Too much post game? The way that this ends... DLC, maybe? Maybe. Like, I kept thinking that... Um, how do I say this? That the consequences of you doing what you do in Hades would end up in some sort of war. But the way that the game ends does not lead to that. If that mm. makes sense. And like, even, even the like credit sequence is kind of like really emblematic of that. So I don't th- like, and this is what I was saying before is that I don't think that this, I was really thinking this will have a sequel, but then after finishing it and seeing the credits, I'm like, no, I don't think this needs it. And I don't think they even kind of set it up for that in the first place. I see it more as um, Supergiant will just continue to do what they've been doing apparently since their inception. Was they'll just keep improving on the the type of games they play and just adding more shit and making better games because um, I love Hades and it's very unique in a lot of sense. But also, I see the DNA of Transistor. I see the DNA of Bastion, um, and that that's a good thing in this instance. It's just 
you know, iterations and getting better at what they do. The yes. game um, feels great. I'm, I think they've solved the riddle of what I didn't like about um, those types of games. I've forgotten what the genre is called. Uh, roguelikes. Yeah. Uh, they've solved what I didn't like about roguelikes, which is just, I'm enjoying this game. Oh, no, I have to start again. And uh, when I first started playing Hades, that feeling crept in. It was like my first couple of runs. It's like, oh, I got really far. Now I lost that cool ability I had. And look at me, I'm back at the beginning. But then the story part kicked in. It was like, oh, shit, she wasn't standing there before. The things have changed. Like, And so now when I die, yeah, there's that momentary disappointment. But then there's this excitement of like, ooh, what's going to happen now? You know? Yeah. Is Megara going to be at the bar or is like, where's Nick's going to be? Like, yeah, it's fucking great. I think they've solved the riddle in that way. And it's so clever. Um, Yeah. It it feels like a, like a, a lived in world when you come back to it and then something's changed, you know, hmm. like the, um, what's the, definitely softens the blow of of (laughs) dying, blow of dying. Yeah. Yeah. Like Cerberus is like, you know, part of the story as well mm. nick's is doing something in the background to help you out that you don't fully know what's going on can i just say i love the design of nick's i oh. already started doing i already started doing fan art of her <laughs> every character design in that game is so fucking good yeah. hers in particular though that was one that i was like i immediately when i whenever i stop playing this i have to go into procreate and just start sketching <laughs> have you guys seen Eurydice yet no, no, okay, I no. think I think she's one of the best designed characters of the game. I I I, awesome. I really like the um the arrow god character's design as well. Uh, Artemis. Artemis. Artemis, yeah, she's great. Yeah. Also, I like her personality. She's just like I don't really give a fuck. <laughs> the, oh man, um, oh god, who's the god of wine? Um, oh, he's great. He's so flirty. Dionysus. Dionysus, yeah, he's one of yeah. my favorite characters, and like he's of, my like, favorite the, yeah. of the pantheon, like. What mm-hmm. I, I what I love about this game, actually, I'm gonna roll back a bit because Harvey, you mentioned something before about like like it doesn't feel like the you know it feels like the world's changing. Mm. At this point of where I'm at with the game, is that like some of your dialogue does dry up, but it doesn't feel like in other games where it dries up because they have run out of an array of lines to put up. It feels just kind of like you're reaching conclusions of characters. And then those conclusions affect other characters. So like it kind of fleshes out someone else. So it's I I, I don't know if this I don't know if they if the games have done this before, but it feels like this is the first game that makes it feel like this constantly evolving world. I think it's so fucking clever the way that they've done it. There must have been an insane amount of script writing in this game. Because holy shit. I've talked to like Yeah, I, I haven't seen any repeated lines like you said last week. Yeah. And especially since you said that last week, I've been looking for them. Like <laughs> yeah. with my little magnifying glass, I'm like, they I'm gonna find them, I'm gonna trip them up. And it's like I haven't seen any repeated dialogue and it's blowing my mind. I just how? How uh, even even down to like cause you have to imagine, like you put on the game dev cap, like you have to think about and like in James, you know this. So sort of going, okay, I need to have these dialogue options for these these certain use cases. There's like hundreds based on just a single use case. Like yeah. the amount of times I've walked into a bot, uh, like uh, like someone into Mega, like one of the Furies, or even later on, that sometimes it might just have a line of dialogue to introduce a boss battle, but it's still not repeated. Like it's crazy. It's yeah, really I've, nuts. I've been racking my brain in terms of like trying to figure out probably at the worst time as I'm playing it, it's like, how, when does this dialogue trigger? 
Yeah. If I have successful runs versus this many unsuccessful runs, does the story progress the same way? Like, I don't almost want to start up like a new story and see how much of it is different and all the same. Yeah. And then also, as you said, with the dev cap on, which I just find myself automatically having on when I play games these days. Um, mm. And it's not an immersion thing. I guess if I'm really immersed, I don't even think about that. But this is just more in terms of like, I'm so impressed by what I'm playing that I can't help but think of it from a game dev perspective and be like, how is how did they get this to work so well yeah. and apparently so randomly, but also so precisely? And I'm still progressing and the story seems to be progressing with me. I don't feel like I'm detached or one is moving faster than the other. It's yeah, it's a bit scary, like how clever it is. There's um I might Okay, this is gonna be spoil maybe spoiling a little bit. Let's just say this. Okay, I'm gonna pull back. But this is a moment that freaked be me careful, the fuck out. I know, I was like, okay, there's two I really th- like the story and the narrative and the characters of this game. I'm trying Let's not on- do a Last of Us 2 thing here. <laughs> I am on eggshells right now trying to explain this because it was the only time I ever saw this. It was basically there was a um event, kind of a quest that I'd finished for two characters to come together, probably about twenty or so runs before I finished the game. And then a new, you kind of get a new character that appears. Essentially, that's what happens, like kind of post ending. But when you talk to Hades ab- ab- about, you know, you can kind of talk to Hades every at the start of every run when he's just at his desk. He com- the conversation starts about these two characters together, but then what this new character thinks about those two coming together, and it freaked me out because I'm like, how, <laughs> how do, you, how did you put that together? Like how. Mm-hmm mechanically how the fuck does that work i don't understand yeah that was that was weirdly the most impressed i've been with the game i don't know i don't have the answer for that but i have a broad answer of a lot of playtesting and a lot of work and a lot of people going fuck (laughs) (laughs) because that that's my experience making games and i've never made anything on the scale of this so it makes you wonder like did they record every single combination or or is is like the game manipulated like it funnels you down a path there would be i imagine there would be a big giant phone book script with everything in it and they're just i would imagine they're doing it where they've recorded everything and then they're just editing and connecting um connecting the Mm. dots Mm. you know any other way would either be suicide or you'd have to be extremely organized yeah, like compute, like computer brain organized. You really, and actually, there are those people out there like that. So yeah, yeah I, I, I saw, I saw the yeah. uh, the documentary for Halo and the sound engineer guy, like the the library that he had for all the dialogue in Halo. It's like not even, it's like the incidental, like the grunts voice work that you don't even hear hmm. in in game because like explosions are going off. Like they meticulously recorded that. And had thousands upon thousands of recordings just for a game that you couldn't even hear the recording of because everything's layered. Have you? Do you recall what the word count is for the cyberpunk script? I think I saw it the other day, and it was a ridiculous number. Yeah. Um, and see, the thing about that that intrigues me in relation to Hades is uh, they've talked about this in Cyberpunk. You can't fail missions. There's no fail state. The yeah. game just evolves and changes depending on what whether you failed or succeeded which is a similar thing to hades of like okay now you've got branching paths for like these repeated missions that makes the script bigger and more complicated and your relationships with characters differ yeah and i know that they have the ability to do this because witcher and its dlcs was 
a huge undertaking in terms of narrative. But um, yeah, man, I don't know. There's some geniuses out there. I, just, I, I really I really hope Cyberpunk pulls it off because honestly, that's that stuff like that is is the most exciting to me in terms of Cyberpunk is like the non-fail mission. Yeah. The idea of it being closer to real life. Like life doesn't have a... You don't not get a job and then a game over screen comes up. Yeah. It's like, you didn't get the job. <laughs> and then you just... Like, that's not life. But it's like, if you can get closer to real life where it's like, okay, I didn't succeed in this mission. Holy shit, is that a guy... Sorry, Harvey's just pulled up a picture <laughs> of the guy sitting in front of the script of Cyberpunk. And it's just a mountain of paper that you yeah. can make a house out of. That's a tweet. Yeah, that thing is insane. Mm. I, I I love that. I love that idea. I'm, it scares me a little bit because my one of my favorite games to play. Maybe not my favorite games, but um, Metal Gear Solid Five does something just in a gameplay perspective of like setting up with kind of like there's no there are fail states, but there is no wrong answer to to pass a mission. Basically, you can do whatever bullshit you can kind of come up with. But to see that in a narrative way, I have mm. it is like both really excites me and scares the shit out of me for the devs. Just like, do I, you got man? All right, we'll see how this goes. Well, because that's the thing, right? Um, they said they were finished ages ago, and a lot of these delays have just been bug checking, yeah, and debugging. How much of that is script stuff? Because everything else is just like, I don't want to say standard RPG first person stuff, but it's stuff you've probably seen before. But it's the narrative stuff like that that it's like, I don't know any other games that do that. So is that the stuff that's giving them so much trouble? I, I wouldn't doubt it. Honestly, like I the the game I'm working on now, um, I had to write my own custom like dialogue engine for it, essentially, like try to bolt it into Unity and like using events to try and title and together. And I have like two NPCs and already it was like forty hours of work just like going mm. All right, I have to like track this and then track this and track this and make sure that calls. So like doing that in like escape the escape of Hades and even like Cyberpunk or more so Cyberpunk, I I, I my brain breaks when I try to think about how the fuck. Yeah, even there's an that. element of being a game dev that's like, oh, I'll do a narrative based game or like a visual novel because I won't have to worry about physics and mechanics and stuff, and that'll be yeah. easier in terms of coding and workload. But then you remember the narrative and the script is the center of the piece, and it's like, oh, shit. Shit. I've made a huge mistake. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's not as obvious as when someone has game feel and they can play something and go, that feels great. It's just like you've just got your narrative and you're kind of standing there going, this is a lot of work. I know you're just reading it because you're like a fast reader or whatever, and it took you 10 seconds to read that, but this has just been implemented manually, piece by piece, and play yeah. tested endlessly. And yeah, it's it's it, not as it's not as easy as, as you think, but I think it's still rewarding when you manage to pull it off, even to an nth degree, like when, when yeah. people react to it. So, man, yeah. I hope Cyberpunk is, if nothing else, narratively, I hope it just keeps me engaged and blows my mind, even a little, because that's basically what I want from that game. That's kind of what I'm hoping. I'm still, I'm still quite optimistic. Like Cyberpunk for me is probably going to be my game of the year. Mm. It's still, I still have that hope. I think at this stage for me, it might be Hades, mm. and I haven't even finished it. Mm. so we'll see Absolutely. but anyway yeah. this is a halloween special so let's talk halloween stuff right yeah. yeah halloween games to play halloween games to play over halloween or before halloween or after halloween or whatever you want maybe you just want the halloween spirit inside you on christmas morning and you need something to to darken your on day christmas morning wait really quickly <laughs> Should we talk about Ghost of Tsushima briefly and then move on yes. to how we start? Well, that's, that's a good segue because the Ghost of Tsushima multiplayer is very Halloween kind of themed, very Japanese horror. Go on. So mm, it is it is very, very dreamlike. It's soulsy. There's 
like there's a level in the game where it's called what's it called this the stranded dead oh and yeah it's, it's a room off of the <laughs> there's a death stranding death reference stranding. in the game wow. because there's like dead bodies just floating in the air like in dead strand death stranding <laughs> and the level is called the, the stranded the dead. stranded dead yeah. yeah um so you want to take yeah. the lead on this one yeah definitely played it last night it's like Great. it is it is all the best elements of the single player game but you can play with the friends um, the only thing that I really had a bit of gripe with was um, the sword system. So you, obviously it's got the RPG element of you know equipping all different kinds of uh, loot that you can pick up during during your playthrough. Mm. But um, you know you, you get your loadout of the sword, you got your bow, you got your um, two ghost items, and you got your charm. Yeah, the sword can only have one stance. So you, you, you can pick up a sword, but it have it have a specific stance. So so for those who don't know the game, you know, there's four different stances and a fifth hidden stance. So you got your stone stance, your water stance, your wind stance, and your what's the moon stance? Moon stance, yeah, that's right. Yeah, mm. to, to fight different kinds of enemies. But in the multiplayer game, you can only play as one stance. So you pick up a sword and it only has one stance. What the fuck? Just quick yeah. interjection. I I was as I was the same when I first started playing it. I was like, "Why? Why have you done this to us?" Especially with the shield guys come along, and you're basically useless against them. But um, after kind of looking up other people's experiences with it, sorry, I realize I'm a bit far away from the mic. No. Um, other people's experiences with it, and then seeing the more people we have, I kind of get what they've done. It's more about all right. Say you've got four people. Um, everyone has a different type of sword, and it's like, oh shit, shield guys are your problem um sword guys are your problem and it kind of becomes more of a cooperative kind of thing it's like we have to strategize and that's kind of fun right it's like oh shit we're getting overridden by this guy that's your deal i'll do what i can to help you out but you know it becomes more of a it adds strategy to a multiplayer element it's it's kind of element it's kind of a a subtraction by addition by subtraction yes Mm, yeah so it doesn't it does encourage teamwork but at the same time you kind of feel a bit nerfed while playing like you do you do feel a bit nerfed compared to when you play the single player mode yeah Jin yeah. feels very overpowered when you play <laughs> multiplayer yeah which is actually one of my critiques of the single player game yeah, yeah. okay interesting but I mean I outside of that so like how is the my question is more like how is it all kind of set up like the actual sort of like moment to moment like what do you what's like the goal kind of thing is it yeah, like yeah, kills there's, there's... and yeah, there's two main modes. There's the story mode, and then there's the uh, survival mode. Right. And there's an there's another mode called the raid, which we haven't really tried yet. But um, story mode, you, you go through and you play the story. We actually weren't really paying attention to the story, but it's it's quite um, you know, you you play as the the twins or the duo. So you you and a single other. It's a co-op mode. Did we mention classes? You have classes. Yeah, you have classes. Yeah. yeah. We each with their own like unique abilities, mm. um, leveling system, that kind of stuff. Usual multiplayer fare. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then there's survival mode, which is like a four v or kind of you hold the hold the ground and then just fight the waves of um, waves of enemies. So. Which which I think is actually the the part with the highest potential because yeah. it's it. I, I love the idea of like you're given an area and it's like you're given the beach, the boat, and the cliffs, and it's like okay, you guys protect the boat. I'll go for the cliffs. And all of a sudden it turns into that two towers, Lord of the Rings, Helm's Deep thing of like, oh shit, I'm being overrun. And it's like, all right, just hold on until we get there. That's and you're just cool. like, 
you're just like battling an entire fucking army and you're just hoping your friends arrive and then one of them shows up with like an ultimate or something and wipes them out you know shit like that that's the stuff i'm excited about that's the best yeah so the story mode i kind of think of as an excuse to kind of level up and just have some fun and get used to like playing it multiplayer because it is very diverse. You kind of like different to um, the single play. You have to rely more on abilities because you ch- can't change your stances. But then I feel like not the end game, but almost like the real reason you're playing is to have like take on the hardest shit in survival mode and do that kind of, all right, you protect that part, you protect that part, hold the fuck on until I get there. Yeah. Um, you well, can imagine playing with like three or four friends. It's mm-hmm. like that's where the real fun is and we oh. haven't really done we tried once and we just got destroyed because we we're only two people yep but um like i'm excited to jump back in and like have that be the main thing what's what was that ea game um that came out like in 2018 it's it's a for fighting honor. game for honor yeah yeah it's like a like like a more fun version of for honor <laughs> and we just ea a lot on this show yeah we're gonna for good reason blacklisted I, I think the internet this is ea for good reason yeah yeah so, yeah but it, it's a more fun version of for honor because it, it the, the gameplay is much cleaner it's more tighter yeah um in survival mode yeah. i almost get dynasty warriors vibes but good like yeah. the good things about dynasty warriors about like that feeling of being one one man army or in this case like three or four people against like the world mm. you know, oh, i really love man. that shit where it, yeah. i love that helms deep feeling of like we just have to hold man oh, you know God. I, I really i'm gonna have to start i'm gonna have to get this sorted on monday yeah, yeah. We're, we're doing to yeah, you this week what you did to us with hades <laughs> last week <laughs> just like Jesus. i believe i believe i sent a message um after last week's podcast that was just a photo of hades downloaded on my switch and it was like <laughs> i have no self-control <laughs> <laughs> i just I, as a scene at progress bar downloading i'm just like <laughs> just in my mind going like that's the progress bar of your soul being siphoned out of your body i um I was actually pretty disciplined. I went home and I finished editing episode two. Yep. I got it done. And by the time it was done, the Hades download was done. And I was like, all right, now here's my reward. I'm just going to play Hades for the rest oh, of the night. Because I knew like the, the next day I had like work all day. So it's like, I'll just, I'll just play Hades tonight. So I really last, I actually want to really quickly ask something about Hades before we move on. Because I'm just yeah. curious about it. Where are you? So how many runs have you completed? Any at all? I'm not keeping track. I'm not. I've only yeah. I've only done like eleven runs. I'm on I'm on my eleventh run now. Is there a stat so, menu? Yeah, yeah. yeah so when you that. when you restart, you can oh. see how many runs you how yeah, many runs you've had. I feel like that would deter me or make me self conscious. So I'm just gonna continue to ignore it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I, I'm because I've died a lot, man. I've died so much. I feel like that's it's that... fucking hard. It is, man. Especially when you yeah. get to like the second phase. I'm more, I'm more about. I'm more asking like completed runs, like more from a narrative perspective about like how much of you. I feel like this is almost like the question I ask people, like if they play. It's hard to answer or ask without spoiling. Yeah, where, okay. where are you up on the tower? On the tower. I, I, the furthest I've gotten is to the Minotaur. I had one fight against him. I did pretty well considering that I was almost dead when I started the fight and this was like, I didn't know his attack patterns or anything. I think I got half of his health bar down and he just fucking got me. And I was like, you know what? I'm not even that sad because I did better than I thought I would. But then what pissed me off is like the preceding, like the next like two or three runs, I got killed by Meg and it was just like, fuck, I can't even get close to being back there. But it was like the RNG thing of like, it's not even really my fault. I was getting like shit abilities and you know, like just yeah that game is just it's it, it ebbs and flows but the story always keeps bringing you back even in the worst of times you're like i want to i'm at least intrigued by like where this is going 
Right. And then inevitably you get a good run again and you get back into the swing of things. But at the worst of times, the story is always there to be like, oh, you know, do you want to know what happens? Do you want to see if Meg's hanging around? Do you want to see if Hades <laughs> is still being an asshole? Uh, Spoilers, yeah. he is. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah I, I'm really curious to see, we'll probably find out next week, um, when you guys have reached the surface. Yeah. Like that that's what I consider a complete one at least the first completed run. Like there's like different phases I feel like of the story that you can kind of like see and once you get to the surface you kind of move to a next phase and you can kind of see bits and pieces there. So mm. after, yeah, when you reach the surface I'm really curious to see what you guys think because it's it really kind of changes a lot of context of like how the game progresses mechanically um which yeah, we'll, we'll inevitably have to and Harvey's backing away for spoilers. No, um... <laughs> no, he's just putting his—he's just putting his beard down. It's fine. Fair. All right. So anyway. yeah, uh, we could talk about Hades forever. But moving on to yeah. something very important. Destiny news. Tell us about Destiny. Wasn't expecting that, were you, Harvey? <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> this week in Destiny. So <laughs> what we have? Cube, cube crickets. <laughs> So they've released a new trailer for Destiny Beyond Light, um, which is featuring some of the new characters. So for those who don't know Destiny, um, this is a game, uh, a game by Bungie. (laughs) Oh my god, (laughs) everyone knows what Destiny is. No, but I would even even argue, is it really a game? Um, Is it really a game or is it really a life experience? Oh god. Or is it really a life experience? Like, it just takes the life from you. It's a life subtractor. Yeah, I, I think it has taken quite a lot of... I a think, big chunk of my life, yeah. that's for sure. It, what is it um, in Death Note? When every time you, you get the Shiagami eyes, it takes, it takes half, half your half life. life. Yeah. Every yeah. time you switch Destiny on, it takes a quarter of your life. You just don't know it. Yeah. You just suddenly yeah, get back pains out of nowhere. <laughs> Anyways, so Beyond Light, the new trailer came out. Um, so featuring more of the new area called Europa which is a moon of Saturn, for those who don't know. I think it's Saturn. Entertainment and education, yes. only on Life is a Fetch Quest. Yes. Um, so the new area on, on Europa, um, announcing the new gameplay, and they've fixed Festival of the Lost. So Festival of the Lost is Destiny's Halloween season. Oh, nice. It's all coming back. Yeah. Right. It's so, all cyclical. So I'm finally, they fixed the loot drop system. I have yet <laughs> to see I've yet to see any improvement in my game. Is this the first week where you're not going to complain about <laughs> loot drop rates the in a game? loot drop rates? <laughs> hey, how do you feel about the loot drop rates in Hades? Um, not bad. Hey, look at that! Not bad. We did it! But, but then I, I'm very ear. selective. I'm very selective of which rooms. That's what, it's game of the year just yeah. by that alone. Yeah. It, it, Harvey stopped, didn't complain <laughs> about drop rates. So Genshin Impact, Destiny, get the it's fuck fun. out of here. <laughs> Tell us about Seriously though, just brief men- brief mention of Genshin Impact. Is it anyone's game of the year? No, no not no, even close. I haven't played what about it. Hades? I, I, I oh, played absolutely. So that's two out of three for Hades. Uh, and Harvey? Well, I'm still waiting for Cyberpunk. Yeah, no, this is this is pretty. Uh, this is so far. Oh, this so is far. not like I have decided Hades is my game of the year. I don't care what else comes next. It's like Front Runner, I believe, is the best term. Yeah, we'll mm-hmm. let me play more. Let me play more Genshin Impact. <laughs> man, I don't know how you do it. Like I just got oh, man real bored real quick, and then Hades came along, and I was like, this is a real fucking game. <laughs> yeah, honest to God, that's a, that is exactly my emotional journey. Mm. 
I was like, all right, I'm, I've had enough of transporting to Rheinstadt or whatever the fuck that town is. Yeah. Fuck this game, I'm out. And then, Ronst, and, then, yeah. and then Ghost multiplayer came out. It's actually, the multiplayer in Ghost is so good that it makes you want to go back to the single player and finish it off. So, oh, good okay. job, Sucker Punch. I know your name. I know you're not called Sniper Punch or something. <laughs> Sucker Punch. That, that's um, a good name, though, Sniper Punch. Yeah. Anyway, that was Destiny News. Destiny News. <laughs> moving on to the main topic of the week oh yes so as i mentioned before halloween <laughs> is upon us we are going to talk about silent hill 2 the greatest oh my god horror game of all time and therefore the greatest game to play over halloween um probably not going to include your mental mood on uh, on halloween but it sure as hell will tap into your anxieties <laughs> and your dread and your fear <laughs> no, no. Oh my and your ability to um, be a human being and uh, maybe your, your regrets, which is something we all need to sit down at least and contemplate mm. every now and then in our lives. I don't know if you want to do it at Halloween. But no, um, I have so much to say about this game because I love this game and I actually have so much to say that I'm going to defer to Rob first because I feel like he'll do a better picture of, right. of just setting it up and then i can get mm. real personal and be like this is my experience with the game." so rob explain the game to us i was just you don't know what what it is and I was... everyone should know what silent hill 2 is I, if you've I never don't... played this game by the by the way like we're gonna spoil the fuck out of it if you've yeah. never played it do yourself a favor come back listen to this later because that game deserves to be played spoiler free if you, if you are able to play silent hill 2 spoiler free you don't know how much of a gift you have yes it is an amazing first time experience like also play it with have... a walkthrough though because some of the some of the puzzles are really obtuse and you don't want that like stopping your fucking flow. Just play with a walkthrough, have a great fucking time. One of the best experiences you can have in games, even now in 2020. I, I still think, and, and, and James is going to agree with me here, it's, it is still the best horror. I I think it's still the best horror game ever made. And it's my favorite horror game ever made. It's, it is it's, up there with Resident Evil Remake for me. Yeah. One, I, one and 1A. Yeah. So, okay, well, I was. Ex- it's funny you mentioned that, Harvey. I'm going to explain what Hazard Hill is because I imagine that Kassan Hill 2 is 2001. 2001. Uh, was it? I think it was launch window PS2. So it yeah. didn't come out at launch with PS2, but it was within the first year of yeah. PS2. So uh, yeah. 2001. Yeah. I think that sounds right. Um, yeah, so it is a psychological horror, um, which I, I like. it's really hard to explain, I guess, because there is not a lot of psychological horror games even still that kind of reach that level, but... Typically, horror games are quite jump scary or quite, I guess, violent in a way, more action, more not really a lot of subtlety. It's more about the scares and rather than the message where um, Silent Hill 2, a more modern parallel would be something like Hereditary, where it's something that kind of just gets under your skin. Like God, the- I want to see Hereditary, but I'm so terrified of it. It's not a scary movie, but it's scary in the way that Silent Hill 2 is, where it just like really it sh- haunts it, you. It really, yeah. It, it's yeah, like, and that's wow. that's what terrifies me the most. The way people who I know who are big horror people and they've recommended it to me, but they've recommended it with a warning, and it's like that scares me more than anything. Yeah, like there's just I, I do, I've never seen Hereditary. I desperately want to, but there's a part of me going, don't don't do that to your brain because sleep is important. I'll I'll put this, as a side note, I think Hereditary, in terms of, like, its pacing, is closer to The Shining, where, like, nothing really... Spooky shit happens for, like, two hours, and then the last half an hour is complete bananas. Mm. Just, like, everything happens at once, and it's completely insane. 
Which I think is different to Silent Hill's pacing. Yeah. It does... There is definitely a third act where things kind of are revealed to you. Yeah. Um, and I realized that we said we were going to spoil the shit out of it, which is true, but I just naturally talk about that game protectively. Like, mm. I don't know, I guess we'll talk about it as we delve more into it. But yeah, no, I think that I, I think that game is so dripping with atmosphere from the get-go and then it carefully just releases the valve bit by bit yeah. and then kind of speeds up a bit more near the end. It's yeah, a anyway. very slow game. So yeah, so the, the kind of setup is, and, and this is kind of a rule for all Silent Hill games, at least the first four, where you're kind of playing as an everyman. So that's another thing that's quite unique about it. Whereas, you know, Resident Evil is very much like you're trained or, you know, fish out of water in a way that's not part of the story. It's more about like, oh, you're fish out of water for gameplay reasons, where... So Silent Hill 2 is about James Sunderland essentially getting a note from his dead wife to, who's been dead for, I think it's been like a year or three six years. months. Three years, three yeah. Years. Um, it doesn't matter. I, yeah. I, in my mind is telling me a year, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, which which there are certain things about that game that that doesn't add up where things get kind of revealed and if you look a bit deeper or if you believe certain theories that it's kind of like, it's a bit closer than that. Um... But yeah, so in his mind, you know, his his wife Mary's been dead for a year or year or so, and he gets a letter from her saying, like, you know, come back to our meeting place, Silent Hill, and it's kind of him figuring out if she's, you know, why this has happened, and so he goes to Silent Hill. But the game starts very three years. Sorry, we just looked it up. Three years, yeah. Yeah. But it's a very slow game. Like we we'll, we've been talking about this for a bit, kind of leading up to this. There is maybe like one or one, maybe two jump scares maximum in that game, and they're not mm. really jump scares. They're more just like heavy startles. But where that game really shines is this just overwhelming sense of dread. Did the Trump thing? Tremendous sense of dread. It's a tremendous sense of dread. Tremendous, ne- tremendous nobody, sense of dread. Nobody has more dread than me. I'm the best. <laughs> um. <laughs> I tell you, I tell you, Dread. I've, I've I've worked with Dread for such a long time. It's tremendous, tremendous. tremendous. I say the China. best. China, China, China. Yeah. So that that game is is where it's how it scares you is this is kind of like oppressive sense of dread that always it is just and you made a really good point about it. Just like it slowly opens a valve, and it's not through any type of. Like, yeah, there's always new enemies and whatnot, but it's really the locations and the sound design and the atmosphere about it. And just there's a slow intensity that builds. It's a really, like I said, slow game, but I think that's to its benefit and what makes the scares last longer. Um, and also just like how it, it makes the helpless everyman, they kind of nail it in that game a little way. It's like you're, you have enough to defend yourself, but not, and not ever enough to sort of overpower anything. You, you it, it's one of the few horror games that it's like, yes, you should run. Like you should not in- interact with these enemies. You should get out of here. He's he's also not just the helpless everyman. He's an incredibly depressed, out of shape, like frail person who you're not quite sure wants to keep living. Mm. Um, and that both adds to the intrigue of the narrative and the mystery. But as you're saying, also the fear of like this guy isn't equipped to to deal with this shit. Yeah, um, he can he can barely swing a two by four. Like I I would have a better chance than this guy. Um, yeah, it, it it's so great that he's just n- not to hijack your bit, but I'll just say real quickly. Yeah, go. It's it's so great in 
the the character design in this in this game is so good at seemingly creating everyday looking people with something a bit wrong looking about them and it's such a subtle thing but it's it just plays into the overall like clever art direction of the game and James Sunderland doesn't look like much when you just look at him but he's probably one of the greatest game protagonists ever yeah, I would even argue antagonists if we're going to talk about spoilers. Um, yes, we'll get to that. But I, there's one. But that's very... that's the beauty of it, right? He's so complicated, you can't really frame him. Yeah, no. there's, there's one part that I, I think for me, what made and it happens very early on, what kind of really sets the tone for how creepy that game is, is that when you first meet, is it Angela? It's Angela. Angela, yeah, yeah, in the graveyard. When you meet her in the graveyard, and the dialogue seems off, and you first think going, you first think kind of going in, going, okay, this is just like a two thousand and one game that's dubbed really poorly. I think you're about to talk about one of my favorite things about the game. Yeah, is that my apologies if I interject like occasionally, but yeah, no, really, it's something I really love to talk about because it's such a controversial, especially with the HD remakes and the re recasting. It's such a controversial, like highly discussed topic of Silent Hill too, but yeah, continue. I, and, I'll just, I'll just listen for now. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 but like, like feel free to interject because I feel like you understand this as well is that the moment you start thinking about it just a little bit further and the more you start seeing it is that like you, you kind of realize that these are two characters talking about two separate realities. They don't really mm-hmm. exist in the same space at the same time. Mm-hmm. And like you talk to her and she's referencing things and he has no idea what's going on. So you're thinking, okay, she's either crazy or the dub is terrible in the first part, but for some reason it just it it latches onto your brain. And I love it. I love it for that because yeah. so many people play Silent Hill two, the original um, casting, and just go like I, I've shown um, friends who haven't played that game, and I could probably show one to Harvey after this podcast, and he would have the same reaction. I could show him a cutscene, and he would probably laugh and be like, "Man, voice acting sucked in the early two thousands." Yeah, and it's like. Yeah, it did, but in Silent Hill 2, it actually is perfect. Yes. And it's yep. not and it's not because it's bad acting and it's not because it's bad direction and it's not like a budget thing. It's just like it is so <laughs> disconnected and just ah, oh, I struggle to I struggle to describe it. It's like those people are fucking depressed. They're in strange situations. They're not normal people. They're not trying to save face for any reason. This is yeah. them, what's and all, like as as horrible as they can be, and they're disaffected. Yeah. I think that's the word, disaffected. Yeah. They don't care anymore, and yeah. they're just they're detached. They're disaffected, and they're they're fucked in the head. They're like tragic characters, and when you view them through that lens, it's just like that's what they'd sound like. Yeah. So, so what what do you think you could parallel that to, like just in? movies or other video games or something so for someone who hasn't played silent hill how can you parallel that this, like- this is the thing with silent hill too this is why it's it sticks and i'll get into this later when i talk about my own side of it when, when rob's kind of finished saying his part but just briefly to speak on this this is why silent hill is such an incredibly unique important lasting piece of media because there isn't I yeah. cannot think of another film, TV show, maybe like Twin Peaks, maybe kind of David Lynch. Actually, that's where, yeah. that's where a lot of the inspiration for Silent Hill 2 comes from is like David Lynch. Um, but even that, like it kind of takes it and adds its own kind of Japanese horror flair, which just makes it even stranger as a Westerner to consume, yeah. especially at the age that this game first came into my life. It was just, I was not mentally or socially prepared for like that level of 
you know, dark kind of human psyche. Um, so, so Rob, where, where were you when you first played this game? <laughs> I played it actually really late. Um, I, I, I kind of played a little bit of a demo back in the PS2 days. Um, but I'd, I had got into it, I would say possibly when I was, it was when I was studying animation. So it would have been 2010, 2011. Um, and it was just a, it was a recommendation and it was, it was more so I was like, I was kind of re-getting into Twin Peaks and I was showing my brother it uh, a little bit and just kind of conversations I had with people at uni were like, you should really play Silent Hill 2 because it like, it has that same level of like, just unsettling, like something in this world is wrong and it does not mm. want you to be there. And you don't understand it. It's not something is yeah. wrong and you can comprehend because you can base it on reality. It's like, the, I have no subject, no point of reference. Yeah. That's what terrifies me the most. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's it, it, Twin Peaks is a really good parallel because I think it's the only thing that does that where it's like, it's a show that doesn't want you to watch it and it doesn't really care. It, it has its own set of rules and whether you want to be a part of it or not, it, it does not change its existence. And I think that's something in Silent Hill 2. So anyway, so, so my, yeah, it was a recommendation like, hey, go check out Silent Hill 2. And I, because w- I was, I was more into horror games than, than kind of now, like a bit more braver, I guess. So I did the thing of going, okay, I'm going to um, do the thing of, I'm going to play this in Halloween, like during October, um, lights off, headphones on, windows open, door open, everything, like go for the whole experience and creep the shit out of myself. That was Not my- knowing how, how far this game actually would, yeah, take Would really it. go. And I, it was really interesting because like I could only handle about a couple hours of the game at a time. And I have to say- I was going to say, that's fine for like a Resident Evil game or something. Mm-hmm. Like you'll scare the shit out of yourself and whatever, but like that's, that's, that's close to suicide doing that with a Silent Hill game. That, that's, that's a bad time. I, you know what, I will say this is that I'm glad I did it because it's kind of become my like Halloween ritual now of like mm. every year. As, if is it get easier every year or harder? Because there's the dread build before you play or does it just like, no, I've done this before. No, I, I, I kind of neither. Like I don't really think about it going in, but what hits, what kind of like gets my lizard brain going is when you're walking around the cliffside for the first time and you can hear that really garbled dog noise plays and shifts location i mean like that's as soon as you said that the sound played in my head and yeah. it was not it was not a good feeling <laughs> it's it's a gross feeling that the game gives you and we'll talk about yeah. the sound design because i think that this game has oh the, yeah the sound design still on top sound design at this point like um but that just kind of starts it where it's like oh fuck like this game and because of the nature of the game that there is so much in it there's so much co- like i guess content but more about like subtlety about how it plays its cards and if you look at things a little bit um like deeper like i like i love games that you can replay over and over again to find something new and silent hill 2 mm. is kind of one of those mm. games where it's like it's even deeper than that you can play through it you can watch analysis videos of it you can research it like this will play into what i'm talking about but yeah it's it's in, it's it's probably i don't know if it's my own obsession with it but it's just the deepest unravel of any game yeah. layers upon layers and that extends outside of the game to the story of the game and the people that made it it's um, it's it's yeah. really really fun to play the game after you finish it like pretty much immediately mm. because that the ending really just it, it it's one of those context changes where it's like the revelations that it gives about james as a character the situation about how him and mary and 
almost the nature of what Silent Hill is, like there's that moment and, and kind of rolling back a little bit about like the voice work, the moment it clicked for me that this was an intentional choice was the Angela scene where she's kind of commit suicide essentially, where she like kind of gives herself over to Silent Hill and like oh, walks I up you were gonna say the knife scene, but yeah, the the fire walking into the fire scene is what you're referring to. Yeah. yeah. That that was a moment where it all kind of clicked. I'm like, oh, all this is intentional. Holy shit. <laughs> So, like, I think, like, it's, like, moments like that where it's, like, the more you learn about, and even kind of, like, I, I like that game, game Silent Hill more than 1 and 3. 1 and 3 is more cult-based, and that's fine. Like, I think that's kind of cool. 4 as well. 4 has its really clever charms. Yeah. It's, Whereas... a, broken, it's a broken mess, but there's still things <laughs> really worth investigating in 4. The whole concept of the apartment is fucking really cool and really yeah. innovative. I think and I think may have been like a precursor to even PT or something in that theming. Yeah, we should we should talk about that later if we get some. Time. Oh yeah, we, we will. We're definitely going to give some time to PT. <laughs> I'm um, sorry for that. But, um, yeah. but yeah, but 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 the way that Son- that Silent Hill two kind of portrays Silent Hill is that it's a purgatory, right? It, and it's it, it's its own. Yes, character. and that is my sorry to interrupt. That is my favorite depiction of Silent Hill two. Yeah. Um, because one was the cult. Yep. Two was the idea of purgatory. I think three leaned more back into the cult it to its detriment. Um, four, yeah. once again, was about the cult and the incredibly uh, hor- the the horrid thing that I heard was that they were Team Silent were planning to go back into the purgatory idea for Silent Hill Five, and that was of course when they were disbanded after four. Yeah, which is depresses me to this day. It's um, a hu- it's a huge shame because like I feel like that's way more interesting than yeah I agree you know uh, the like, cult thing was the thing they've latched onto for the movies and seems to be when they made Homecoming and I think it was Downpour it was all more based on that yeah. and so Silent Hill Two is the only real purgatory one we get and I think that might be part of the reason why it is clearly the best one yeah I it's I, I a th- great idea I think it's just like like it's it's it, it kind of develops like the Silent Hill as a character about like the effects of the actual place, like hmm. the know, town, like, the town itself. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. Like the effects of it. And it's kind of like, it is almost like this eldritch horror almost where it has its own, I wouldn't say agenda, but it has its own um, motives in a lot of ways where it's like, you know, in two, it's kind of like, I don't know. This gets into more theory crafting about like what that town wants or that sort of stuff, but like what it puts forward about like it's almost like a you know purgatory in both senses of the word, like purgatory of souls, but almost like a trial by fire and like really like bringing out these inner demons, like physically, but also like sh- confront, like it's like co- mental confrontation, and like co- like the town constantly sort of like having this this cycle of like putting in front of a person, then leading them on their own individual path to sort of like go on their own journey to come out of it better whether it's in an antagonistic or protagonistic relationship, that's just, it just, it, it, it like even that's like, just that's, but that's what makes this game amazing is that like, it's one fucking tiny aspect in this like litany of things. It just fucking nails every, mm. and you can go back and play that game. And there will obviously be things that is like outdated, like, yeah, the movement system and the image. It doesn't matter though. Like, yeah. Like it's kind of like overridden by the fact that this in game some, is in some instances it adds to it. That yeah. game without tank controls would know it would be nowhere near as terrifying. Yeah, it it, it kind of like has this like a lumbering. It, it almost like does Resident Evil but better. It was always made in the perfect time because if it was made in the HD era of games, I don't think the the the, 
atmosphere was be would be as deep with like yeah. the kind of CR TV kind of TV, you know, blurry screen and yeah, it just adds so much to it. I don't know. Like I know there's HD versions and there's like the modded version on PC and all, but I'm just saying the time it came out, mm. like 2001, with the technology we had and and the way that video games were at the time, I feel like it was just right time, right place. You know, as yep. as most most great games um, tend to do. Would you think you'd like a remake? Of uh, I've I've heard this asked of many people, and I am in two minds of it. Um, one that agrees with people who say no because it's perfect the way it is and new technology would only possibly ruin it mm. and they cannot remake what the original version of that game is like yeah. the voice actors as i said the time and place the technology they, you know even even making it feel better as a game would ruin it strangely <laughs> yeah. enough like to make it feel easier to play would make it worse um and then there's the other side of me that's just like because konami's involved the game is incredibly hard to legitimately get. And yeah. it's like, at least if they remade it, we'd have an easy way of getting it. Yeah. Even the worst version of the game, the HD remake, is hard to get these days because people are just so desperate just to have a copy of it because it's basically being erased from history. And yeah. I want to get into this later, like just the fact that it's so strange that the Silent Hill game has so much real life kind of creepiness around it about the fact that all the games seem cursed and they you can't get them and yeah. you know we'll go into the pt thing but yeah um any any anything else just for your own for your own sense to add before i get into Silent Hill? oh two? man um i will first off i'm firmly in the no camp and yeah for, for the remix stuff before i finish off my myself for the same reasons I would say the reasons that it's just like I if it was remade, it would have to be someone who understands actually what it's trying to do. Like you could they can get Team Silent back, totally, which they probably would never be able to do because obviously some of those members are very well known, but some of them have just disappeared into the ether, which also adds to the mystery of Silent Hill. <laughs> yeah, and the development around it. It's like what 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 happened to those people, man? <laughs> Holy shit! Like they actually went to the real Silent Hill. Yeah. Man. I didn't yeah. put it on I didn't put it on the list, but like one of my one of my kind of like sub favorite games for horror is the Siren series, and a lot of it is mm. Team Silent when they left and and kind of went a bit more independent and made those, and it has a very similar feel and creepiness about it. It's more, it is way more supernatural and horror, horror, horror than like the psychological sort of mental yeah. horror that Silent Hill is. But it's like. Again, like unless it's someone who understands like what Silent Hill was actually trying to do, like too specifically, sure, maybe. But even that'd be the director, wouldn't it? It would. If yeah, you're gonna trust anyone. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't have a name in front of me. I have heard it mentioned before. I have a few names in front of me for specific specific people I want to talk about. Yeah. Directed, I cannot pronounce that because I'm not Japanese. Masahashi, Masashi Suboyama. So yeah, I've not. I know he's done other stuff. I don't know what. But um, if they could get that guy involved, and I would almost demand that they get Akira Yamamoto involved to do the yeah. music, because anyone else doing Silent Hill music, just no, don't even. Yeah. Um, They've tried so yeah, that a couple of times. Just, just yeah, no. Let's. The, uh, I know we're mostly focusing on Silent Hill um, two, but I'm I'm happy to talk about three, uh, four, and PT, which we will, since this is a Halloween episode, not as in quite as much depth. But I will not talk about Homecoming or Downpour because I don't even consider them Silent Hill games. They're not and that's not me. Games. That's not me being a fucking fanboy or whatever. It's just 
If you know, you know. If you don't, well, then you're about to know because you're listening to Why Silent Hill 2 is the best <laughs> fucking Silent Hill and horror game ever. Yeah. Um. So, oh, where to begin? Well, Silent Hill 2. I'm just, I'm just going to tell a little story about my first experience with Silent Hill as a series and mostly Silent Hill 2. So, Silent Hill 1, um, I was, you know, as I imagine we all were, way too young for that game when it came out. Oh, yeah. Um, so, I'd... I'd I'd seen things in magazines about it, you know. I'd heard about it. It had pretty good hype cycle. It was weirdly being advertised as like a Resident Evil rival, which it's absolutely not. Yes. It's a different type of game. But this is, you know, this is what PlayStation, Konami, whoever was into it, they were like, "This is where the money is. Resident Evil's big. We can do this." Yeah. Um, and so I'd heard about it. Um, didn't really care. Wasn't my type of game. I was too young. But my dad, um, my dad's a gamer, as we've talked about in previous episodes. Apparently. Although not with Pokemon Yellow, unfortunately. <laughs> um, but he he's a gamer. He still plays games today. He was just telling me the other day how like Last of Us 2 is his game of the year and one of the best games he's played in his life. And he's been playing games since the 70s, so holy shit. Um, but uh, this was like, this era when Silent Hill 1 came out was like his peak gaming part of his life. So he was playing all the new releases and shit. And he rented out um, Silent Hill from the video store. Yes, this is back when we had video stores. If you don't know what a video store is, look one up. I'm sure you people exist. Um, <laughs> but uh, so he, hired, he, yeah, he hired out Silent Hill 1 and he's just playing. I was over at his house once and he was just playing it. And um, I just remember being fucking terrified at whatever the fuck was on the screen. It was like the radio static thing happened and this creepy fucking naked thing came out, the blocky naked thing came out of the fog and I was like, all right, I'm done. I'm not into this at all. Goodbye. This, this, is, this is my... Because I, I watched him play through Resident Evil 1, 2, and 3. Wow. I was too young to play them and terrified to play them. But I watched my dad play through them, and I fucking loved them. But I was not going to touch that controller. Sometimes he'd try to hand me the controller, and I was like, nope, peace out. <laughs> not. So Silent Hill was like that times 10. Like I always had this plan of like, I want to play those Resident Evil games one day. But when I saw Silent Hill, I was like, I'm not going near that. So fast forward a couple of years, Silent Hill 2 comes out. Um, once again, I'm aware of the game. It had even more hype around it. Mm. And um, this is just after the PS2 has come out and my dad's got a PS2 or he might have rented one from a video store. But um, I just remember he rented out Silent Hill 2 and he brought it home. He hadn't even played it yet. And it was just sitting on the floor in the living room in front of the TV. And I was sitting there doing something like drawing or whatever. And I looked over at the case. And I just remember this feeling. And I've never gotten this from any other video game before. I just had this feeling. And you have to remember before you accuse me of being a fucking wuss. I was like a kid with an overactive imagination, right? So this will make a bit more sense. I just remember looking over at the box and just seeing the, the picture of Angela on the front and the creepy yeah. art design. And as a kid, I just remember looking at it and thinking, that, that's like an evil presence in our house. That thing, <laughs> that box is evil and I don't want it in this fucking house. Yeah, that. When you brought it up in the wiki and I looked at it, I there was a little glint that just gave me the same feeling. Just this evil little box sitting in the house and I was like, I don't want that thing here. Of course, he played it and I left the room. I was like, I don't want anything to do with that. So just the box alone was like, and the reputation was like, I don't want anything to do with this. Anyway, so fast forward, similar to like what Rob said, I got into Silent Hill much, much, much later. Like fast forward years after the game and had its heyday and we had like ps3s ps4s whatever um 
I don't know at what point it happened exactly, but you know, I, I would just be working at home doing freelance and looking for for game documentaries and stuff to watch because that's kind of shit I like to listen to when I play games. Yeah, and like there were just ones about Silent Hill, and I was like, oh, whatever, I'll just I know that game, I'll I'll um I'll listen to this, and so began an ongoing obsession that still goes to this day of just me being fascinated by everything to do with that game. Like, as we alluded to before, the, the, the story of the team and how they came together, how they were kind of like this defunct reject team at Konami that couldn't get any projects done. And they yeah. just gave them Silent Hill to work on and it became this huge thing. Yeah. Um, the, the, the uh, Akira Yamamoka's music, the Takayoshi Saito, the animator, um, not getting credited for the animation, I think in Silent Hill one and uh, basically being told by his superiors to teach the old guys 3d animation uh, so they can animate the game and him going, no, I want to get credit for animating it. And they're like, well do it yourself then. And he was like, fine. He called their bluff. He's like, I will. So he animated the, every single scene in Silent Hill two. And he slept in the studio waiting for everyone else to leave. So he could use all their computers to render out these, these animated scenes. Like, the whole, everything about, nothing about Silent Hill is normal. Everything about it, the game and everything outside of the game is full of like mystique and yeah. strangeness and mystery. And so I just became obsessed with like learning every subtext, every like anatomical like thing I can about the fucking game. Yeah. And like eventually like tracking down a copy and playing it, it's just. I mean, the first thing that jumps out to me, like, is just the soundtrack. It's probably my favorite game soundtrack ever. And I told Harvey that before, and Harvey hasn't played Silent Hill 2 before. Like, he knows about the game. And his immediate reaction was, really? But once again, it's like, if you know, you know. Because yeah. I just said I just said that now, and I see Rob's face in the video feed, and he's like, yep, no, I get it. Yeah, totally. It's an amazing soundtrack. Like, we talked about last week about Hades, everything, every aspect of that game being, it, like, as good as the next there's no one thing that stands out from the other it's not a game with great gameplay and shit graphics it's not a game with like great music and shit gameplay like much like hades everything about it is as good as it can get the soundtrack yeah. is amazing the art direction is amazing the sound design is probably still the greatest sound design i've ever heard in a game i agree with that the game it is the, i mean the narrative the script writing the characters you know i don't want to pull a sleeping dogs and just like name like things and go this is why something is good like i want to get deeper into this but just like i think you did a really good job of, ex of explaining like this like this distant feeling of just dread and just yeah. i think about even now just walking into those apartments oh and just being like yeah you you just winced yeah because it's just they did such a good job through an interactive medium of just creating better than any movie i've ever seen of just this feeling of like i don't want to be here and yeah, not, so I don't want to be here because the game isn't good. It's just like, this is a place you shouldn't be. And the yeah. thing about Silent Hill is it's not a difficult game. I think when you play through it, yeah. you'll die maybe once, maybe twice. There's yeah. no real danger in the game. The danger is like how it affects your brain and how it communicates with your like instincts as a human to be like, this isn't a place you should be. It's and almost it's graphics from 2001, you know, it's doing it with, with, with like, gameplay techniques that are just basically triggering when a key appears or when a door opens, you know, like there's nothing fancy as opposed to Hades where we're just like, who the fuck did they do this? Like, I know how they did Silent Hill too. Yeah. In some instances they did it 
in so many backwards ways. Like, for example, the opening scene with the mirror, they just did all the models again yeah. on the other side and there's a room you don't see. You don't do that these days. You, you, there's, there's a much easier way around that. So in other ways, it's like they kind of took the long way around. You know, that's game development. Development, but it doesn't affect the game. Yeah, like, it's, it's, ah. there's, 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 there's like, there's two instances like that that you kind of touch on. There's like, like I, I love how you explained that the the game is not hard. It's more about like the effects of it. And I, mm. I feel like that's almost it's intentional. Hard to get through mentally, but yeah. gameplay wise, it's it's basic. It's the most basic gameplay you could ever do. But I feel like that's so intentional because that's the whole theme of the game. Like you can mm. get through this, but it's just hard to get through not from like actually physically moving through it, but like experiencing it. There's, there's, oh man, just like, I, I was, I was going to say before I was rudely interjecting, but I would, I, <laughs> I was thinking of this moment when you're walking in the prisons and um, there's actually two moments that are amazing to me. The first one's walking through the prison and then there's like one of the rooms that you walk into and there's just like a cell, a, a, a cell block. And it's just this like horrific monster sound, and it is so goddamn creepy. Mm-hmm. I know and, that one. Yeah, and then people were thinking like, is there like a, is there a model to this, or is there anything like, is it in there or whatever? No, like when people actually debugged it, they found it was just like an audio source that they put there just to freak the shit out of people. And it's like mm-hmm. that is such a almost emblematic thing of the game where it's kind of like all these like just sounds outside of your periphery that your brain automatically stitches this thing together and it's like adds fear to it did you see there was talk kind of came up recently or maybe like a few months ago about people analyzing that opening sequence in the bathroom and that james is looking at the camera yes yes i did see that that is Uh, i just want to i just want to answer like your question if you ever think of that again if you have a question for me that's ever like did you ever see a video about silent hill 2 the answer is yes to everything (laughs) i've watched all of them multiple times um the the gaming brit channel yeah did a really great playthrough of the games where he just talked about everything along the way there's another YouTube channel called Asir Aesthetics where it's like a four-hour video. Like it's a non-edited playthrough of the entire game with him going, this little thing means this. This painting in the corner means this. Like every tiny fucking thing. And you know oh, what? Man. Most people, and I can kind of see it in Harvey's face, would see that video and be like, ugh. But I saw that video, like yeah. as I was working. I'm not sitting there just watching the video. I'm working at the same time. I'm not insane. But I saw that video <laughs> come up my feed and I was like, Yes. I know what I'm working to today. Yeah, you know, is there a little 3-1? Oh, coming soon. Awesome. But, you know, that, that's that's the level of intense research that I, you know, I've written, I've written at least two essays about this game in my course. Yeah. Both of them HDs. Thank you, Silent Hill. <laughs> so from, from a non-horror, non-Silent Hill player, um, what what is the draw? Because from what you've described to me, you know the the unnerving experience, the the um, the unsettling you know, atmosphere. It's not really doesn't sound appealing to me. Two words. Yep. Unique, unlike anything you'll ever play. Mm. Engagement. The narrative, especially if you've had it spoiled for you, still engaging. If you haven't had it spoiled for you, like. Just the world, the characters, it's such a fucking, it's like an itch in the back of your head mystery. It's like, you just need to know, you know? You just need to fucking know. Uh, and God, then the fact that it pays mind. off, yeah. it pays off. Yeah. Maybe like the greatest reveal in any game ever. 
and it's I'm not even. Really, it's really wild. Yeah. It's really wild. I like. I want to add on to that a little bit. And you're just a say, curious dude, man. You're a completionist, <laughs> and I can't imagine you seeing the strings that this game sets up and being like, "I don't want to know." Like you'd yeah. have to know. I think. Yeah. I think honestly, the narrative. The narrative is yeah. in control, just to see where it goes. Especially now, like in 2020. Yeah. You know, you're not going to come back because it's moment to moment gameplay. Mm. You're not going to come back because it's like all oh, the puzzles. You're going to come back because it's like, I need to know. Yeah. What's what's ne- what what is this game going to do next? We mentioned the abstract daddy, and like I'm kind of, I guess I'm kind of a, kind of avoiding spoilers in a sense, even though I said we were going to talk about it just for Harvey's sake, because there's still a part of me that's like we have to make him play this or we have to play it and hand the controller around yeah, and stuff. Maybe we can do a playthrough in the yeah. future. You just would, have to experience it. I, I would, it, it's such a fucking great game that watching somebody play it for the first time is almost as good as playing it yourself for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Because, because you know what's coming, but they don't know what's coming. And it's like, Oh man, he's about to get to that first, not the first pyramid scene, because I guess technically the one, the one where you see him at the door is the first one. But you know the one I'm talking about with the like the legless, the legless monsters. He's about to come up to that scene. It's like the grin in your face as they're getting to that part. You know, just shit like that, man. The the game show sequence in the elevator, like, oh see, my god, that, that. Harvey's face was like game show. Like you can't imagine the levels of ins- like just where this game all, goes. All, all I know is like the memes about the dog and the dog ending, and that's just one ending. There's yeah. six endings. Yeah. Oh my god, there's a scene near the end where you walk away from your wife, and I'm not going to spoil it because I don't want this spoiled for Harvey, but if you stop and listen to her, you'll get a different ending than if you just callously keep walking away, ignoring her. Who the fuck did that in 2001? Mm. Yeah. Um, just kind of that point, like, you think about horror games these days, and they're kind of, I wouldn't say they're floundering. Like, I feel like horror games are kind of getting better and better. Like, we've talked about devotion amongst ourselves in the past. And but it's still it's rare to find a game like this these days in compa- that kind of comes even close to you know what what that team did and how many years ago now like God what two thousand one is it's nineteen years ago nineteen years ago like it's crazy to think a game is that old it's funny um just to quickly go back to um what Harvey said before, like, why would I play this as someone who's never played the game? Um, I don't think they'll ever make a horror game like it again. Yeah. Not because it's so, like, such a unique, beautiful little snowflake. Well, it is in its own way. But it's more just, like, you can't recreate that. Yeah. And if you try, you'll just fuck it up. Yeah. And if you're not trying, I don't think you can just stumble across it. <laughs> you can make your own beautiful, unique thing, like something like Devotion, which is its own kind of horror game that's great for its own reasons. Yeah. But just for whatever reason, like Silent Hill 2 came along at the right time and was like, yeah, I got this covered, motherfuckers. <laughs> Best horror game ever. Done. You know? I think, um, yeah, I, I think to cut... It, sorry, you go, you go. I was going to say, like, just saying out loud that it's 19 years old, it's like, it doesn't feel... I was saying last week, I saw the cutscene of Maria putting her hand through the jail bars, touching James's face, and I was like, that still looks good. Like, obviously, that's not current-gen graphics, but that still looks good. Like, the amount of... I don't know what it is about Team Silent, but the amount of, like, care and just hard work and craftsmanship and just, I don't know, ingenuity that went into 
Like I mentioned the thing about walking away from Maria, you get a different ending as opposed to just standing there and listening to her. Yeah. Who else was doing that in 2001? Yeah. That's not advertised. There's no, you know, interview with the dev saying like, oh, we're really clever. We had this. It's just there. And it's like, if you notice it, you're like, man, this fucking game. It's like made for people that already, who are going to recognize that kind of shit. It's made for them to be like, wow, okay. Yeah. I think it's like, like what, what I suspected I was right about, you know, like this game is so deep. I think there's something about that game that like, even you can kind of see in like, you get a feel for its development, that there is a, like a curiosity about it. Like, what can we do? Like what, what's the type of game that we want to make? And they, it's, it's one of those rare games where they not just nailed it, but you feel as curious as the developers would have been making it. Like mm. it feels even without looking too much into interviews, like it feels collaborative. It feels like everyone on that team, like had ideas about what about this, about this. Everyone knew what it it's was. Definitely a labor of love. Yeah, like it just pours from every like orifice. <laughs> I, I was gonna say orifice, <laughs> and then I was like, "That's disgusting." But then I realized, no, that's appropriate for Silent Hill too. Uh, that seems very appropriate. Appropriate. I love how like um Silent Hill games. If we want to briefly talk about um mm. the other ones, one and three um are much more visceral in terms of like dead space kind of graphic horror i love how silent hill 2 is still the the creepiest of them and it's like the least like visually disgusting like um silent hill 1 like when the 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 siren goes and and it turns and everything gets rusty and shit that kind of sets the look of the game and it's like oh this is yeah gross to look at and it's a cool aesthetic and whatever and um three has got that very kind of orangey somewhat borrowed from silent hill one look to it and there's some really clever stuff in silent hill three um to do with like the protagonist being a teenager and like you know what it is to like be like a female and you know deal with like even really dark subjects like sexual assault and like unwanted pregnancy and shit like that like that's that's the world that Silent Hill lives in. Uncomfortable, taboo subjects yeah. that people don't want to talk about. They do, especially don't want to fucking talk about them in games. Yeah. And yet, this is the these are the subjects that these games, um, that these games breach. But it's like, yeah, I still love the fact that Silent Hill Two is the most disturbing one, and it's not a visual thing. It's it's like, yeah, it's it's psychological. It's it's the, it's the concept of of like loyalty and regret and. I don't want to like start getting like too, I don't know, philosophical, but you know what it is to be human and all like the questions of, you know, like, can you, can you wake up and live with like the things that you've done and should you be allowed that like choice and really deep shit, man. Yeah. And like that, this is, it's like one of those prime examples of like our video games art. Fuck yeah. yeah. Why? Silent Hill 2. Yeah. That's good enough. Like, if I did an essay where that was the question and it was like, fuck your word count, Silent Hill 2. That's all. <laughs> you know? I, 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 like, 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 it's funny to say it, but it's also extremely, like, I, I believe that to my core. Like, kind of out of the fact yeah. that this game, I would put it up there with, any, I'd put it up there in competition with any fucking movie or great fucking, like, TV show or something and be like, this is just as effective, if not more, like, because you're interacting with it. Like you, you are one with that character, and you're like, "What the fuck did you do?" Yeah, that's what you did. Holy shit! You know, the the game is is you, you kind of have said it before, but that the 
the game itself is very human and i think it's just like the idea that you know when you finally finish the game you realize that everyone's a piece of shit like like that's yeah. a really reductive way of saying it but like that's kind of but they're flawed pieces of shit exactly. that you can relate to like like it, they're sad stories it, some of them de- deserve their fates more than others some of them are just given a shit fucking like go of life yeah and even like and when i say that i think of angela obviously totally. as the primary one that's exactly what I'm saying. it's really it's really how they all take that and kind of react to it mm. and yeah james is probably the most complicated of all of them because his story is so fucking sad and so relatable but at the same time it's still like you did some bad shit man. yeah but even then it kind of asks the question as a life you know it doesn't glorify um the like mary going through like physical sickness and kind of deteriorating but it also doesn't glorify him like struggling through that they're just kind of like these are the facts and this is what could happen like in any circumstance like him sort of dealing with you know like like think of another game even these days like but even back more so back then that like dead ties a question of going like how would you feel if, like, really feel if the person that you knew was just kind of deteriorating away? Like, what would your response be? Mm. And, you know, like... You... And it doesn't just do one dimension of that. It does so many different dimensions. Yeah. Like, how that affects your loyalty, how that affects your lust, how that affects, like, your faults as a human being. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it, remi- it kind of reminds me of my... my this, this gets a little personal, but, like, my, my grandmother went through dementia and we kind of, like, um, stayed stayed with her until, you know, eventually had to put her in a home just because it actually got dangerous at that point. Um, but it was like, it reminded me a lot of like how Silent Hill 2 kind of plays that angle. It's kind of like, you know, do you even remember that person as they were in your mind? And how do you react to that person with this, you know, all these complications? Like, it's not just as this one binary, like, oh, Mary got sick and then he got frustrated and blah, and then he's an asshole. Like, no, like it, it kind of goes into mm. more like the actual relationship nature and like how humans react to one another. And like, mm. there's an, uh, an, an weird amount of subtlety, like not to, to, to James' yeah. story, but like to everyone's, but mainly James's where it it is weirdly respectful of like the situation that they wrote, but also at the I... same time, like kind of, puts it forward like yeah sorry i was just gonna say like that was something i was thinking about earlier that for the subjects that it's tackling there's a really fine well done amount of i don't want to call it restraint but Mm. just subtlety Mm. of not like if you cross that line even just a bit Mm. you fucked it you fucked the balance and they managed to walk that line and it makes me think that you can't just come up with this story. Maybe if you're like some kind of narrative genius, somebody must have had a similar situation or taken from something that they heard from an older relative because the human reactions and the human element to this game and what happens in it are just so real in that sense. Yeah. You know, I, I think what we're um, describing is like good horror. Like good horror shouldn't just be, um, you know, a zombie flick or like hyperviolent or whatever. Like that's always fun to watch and cool, but like good horror lasts with a message like a good horror is like yeah. a darker version of a sitcom basically if you the, like, the thing with I mean? silent hill is sorry i was just gonna say the thing with silent hill is near the end of the game it almost stops becoming a horror game and just becomes a really fucking sad mm-hmm. story mm-hmm. like you don't end that game being terrified you end that game fucking weeping into your controller exactly you know which is not how you expected probably that game to end yeah um 
you probably thought it was like Silent Hill 1, where it's like, I just fucking took down a giant moth beast thing. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I found my... Is it his daughter he's looking for in Silent Hill? Yeah, it's yeah. His uh, Alyssa. I just found my daughter and I got the fuck out of that weird place. So it's like relief and adrenaline. But at the end of the Silent Hill 2, there's no relief. Yeah. There's no relief at the end of Silent Hill 2. You take the dread with you and you think about it for the rest of your fucking and, life. And, like, none of the characters have any... Like, James barely scrapes by with anything sort of a, a conclusion. The happiest ending yeah. is still full, full of... Yeah. Dread. Where it's kind of like, oh. these characters have to live with everything. What? Sorry, what yeah. were you going to say, Harvey? Uh, like, like, it doesn't sound like a game that I would enjoy if it's... It's not about enjoyment. It's really hard... Maybe Rob can do a better job at this because I'm finding it hard to articulate. It's really hard to explain to somebody who hasn't played Silent Hill why you'd put yourself through the that. Only, the like, only recent game I can kind of think of a parallel would be Last of Us Part 2, right? None of that game is enjoyable. Yes, yes. All that game... And, but I would still say I would still say Silent Hill 2 handles human fucking interactions better. and anger and all that shit so much better than Last of Us 2. Totally. And that's not me shooting on Last of Us 2 because I actually like Last of Us 2 a lot more than most people do. Yeah, I'm um, with you. And it, it definitely did affect me and had and I thought about it for days after. Yeah. But it's like if that's if that's on the scale of like that game really affected me, like that's that's art, that makes me proud of video games. Yeah. That's like a six and Silent Hill is like a ten. Yeah. But like that's kind of like getting to the point where it's like, you know, I think everyone can agree that Last of Us Two is not an enjoyable game, but it's a game that you need to play to sort of like it's it's telling a story that's interesting on its own. It's like and even Twin Peaks, kind of like you know, in some way, is not an enjoyable watch for a lot of people because it can be very, um, have a high barrier to entry, really uncomfortable. Like yeah. just things about it don't feel right, and it's not like a typical game where you kind of come into it and you have you know your your moments of elation. There are no real moments of elation in Silent Hill Two, but you're kind of on the right on board for the ride because it's like I want to see where this narrative goes and like really like kind of just be sold on it so yeah like mm. the most recent example because i would be like if you w- want to if you would like have an interest in playing last of us 2 it's the same type of thing where it's like i'm just interested in the story and these characters rather than a uh, kind of an elation you know what like to go back to harvey's question mm. i think now that i've had time to listen to what take in what you were saying but also kind of ruminate on it further mm. as i'm sitting here also i guess maybe just because of the tone of what we're talking about this easily became our most serious episode I can, yeah i was like <laughs> but, thinking that like talking about the show i'm like man this is really somber <laughs> yeah um yeah i don't know it it, it would seem it would it'd do the game a disservice to be fucking making sound effects and talking like Craig the bear or something. Um, but like, yeah. just to, to answer Harvey's question, um, I think the best gift that this game gives you is that after playing it, you feel more informed about what it is to be human. Yeah. And that sounds really art school, but it's fucking true. Like yeah. you learn stuff about yourself and you think about the way that you interact with people and you think about, you know, like the, the cliched, but unfortunately true things about life, about like mortality and like your relationships with people and how things are going to change in the future. And we've all got like shit days reserved for us where bad things are going to happen and you just have to deal with it. Yeah. How do you deal with it? And a game 
offering you that level of complex emotions, whether it's enjoyable or not, I mean, that's an important lesson to learn. Yeah. It, and to get it from a game, that's that's fucking amazing. I think to, you know. to, to finalize on that, I guess we should move on to PT and bring up that mood. Um, it's a very reflective game. Like, yeah. to kind of like call this what you And I reflected too. after Last of Us 2. Yeah. But not to the degree of Silent Hill. Not, Sorry. Interrupt. No, 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 no. Like, like that's, that's actually like kind of a, a point to Silent Hill, whereas like Last of Us is more about... I'm not, this is not dogging on its storyline because I actually think it was really well done. Like there's things, it's issues I have with it, but you know, Last of Us Two is more about, um, I, you know, you get the sense of melancholy and you get a reflection based on like, you know, what is revenge and, um, and like, what are you willing to barter for that? So you get like you, you get In the circle of violence and all. Yeah, that so you get a reflection based on the game's context, whereas I feel like Silent Hill Two, it's a reflection on, and it's kind of exactly what you like, literally just cribbing what you said. It's a reflection on like kind of human interaction and, and just like the complications of I guess how people handle a I wouldn't say mental illness strictly, but um, you know, abusive issues. If you want to say it broadly, just the bad how people handle a bad hand yeah, in life. Honestly. Like and yeah. you know, kind of like the fucked up ways that we do that. <laughs> and for a game that has a guy with a fucking pyramid on top of his head it's strangely grounded in like its message and it's oh yeah (sighs) yeah like it's it's really shocking that a game of that absurdity has that level of just a real humanity humanity yeah Yeah. so i think that like if if that's if that's anything to sell you in the game to at least try it out like it's really you you think about that game beyond it being a game way after the fact it's just kind of like wow okay yeah, I, f- I feel like two things just to end on. Mm. Um, and when I say end on, we'll, we're going to pick it up and have some PT stories that are fun. <laughs> um, but just two things to end on. I think um, we definitely should do a playthrough in the future, whether we video record it or not, but we should get Harvey to play it in you know, tag <laughs> oh, team. Yes. But I, it, it's going to be interesting for me and... The, I guess the selling point of the video is people might have the same reaction that I have watching him playing this and playing along with him. At the beginning, it's going to be the fun side of like, oh, here comes, you know, Pyramid Head, here comes the apartment, whatever. And near the end, it's going to be about, here comes like the part where it really hits you and gets like emotional. How How is he going to react? It's going to become more serious. And yeah. it's like, that's interesting to see. I also have, uh, last thing I want to say before we end on it is I had a good idea halfway through. It's like, We've kind of held back on spoilers for Harvey's sake, which I think will pay off if we get him to play it, which he totally needs to. Yeah. We've kind of, like, it, yeah. if you had, like, a top 10 games of, like, games you need to play before you die, I, and, like, I always recommend games to friends, yeah. like, I would say to Harvey, like, I'm sure Rob probably yes. would too, you should play this game. Yeah, dude. Um, yes. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, my just idea is we kind of kept light on spoilers after Harvey plays it. We should maybe do like a spoiler cast I would love discussion with all three of us. To do that. Maybe directly after he's played it, so his impressions are really fresh. You are gonna have you're going yeah. to traumatize have so many questions. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And and we've watched all the videos and spent nineteen years ruminating, so we're ready to answer <laughs> and give our like and, and a lot of the stuff is not like solid fact, it's like you know theories yeah. and stuff. So it's one of those fun mm. discussions, but maybe that'll be like bonus content. We'll just do a Silent Hill two fucking spoiler uh, yeah but um moving on like yeah Silent Hill 3 and 4 great games um I guess we can talk about them in the future um but 
let's just let's tell some some fun PT stories and All right. pick the mood. I've, back I've up. got I've got one. I've got one. So I was um oh man, just want to say how great that fucking game is. But um, or game was. But um, so yeah, I was a. Uh, well, one thing before you start. Yeah, we were looking up uh fucking greatest uh survival horror games or greatest horror games of all time lists before we played just for me trying to prove my point to harvey that Silent Hill 2 is the greatest (laughs) horror game ever and expecting the internet to like reinforce that by having constant number ones for silent hill um i believe i saw one list where silent hill 2 was like number seven and number one was the last of us which that's not even a fucking horror game so fuck whoever that was and i saw another one where like re2 remake and pt were like one and two and like silent hill was like nine it's like what the fuck pt's not even a finished game yeah also like i can understand pt being a more scary game than silent hill sure but like but it's not the greatest horror game of all time like not even close (laughs) man lists are the fucking worst fuck lists i can't believe the only one i agreed with was the ign list they had silent hill 2 at number one and like everything, everything was in correct order. Like they had like re the other games. I think some of the other lists didn't even have re remake. Like, yeah, I just I don't oh, know. God, people, the fuck. <laughs> that's the sound I made when we were reading. Oh these lists. God, oh, God, I wish we had like another hour just to talk about the original re remake. God damn it! But all right, we share this PT story. So, um, let's do it. <laughs> fuck, man. So, yeah, so this one I was, I was living um, back in Brisbane, and um, I was house sitting for a friend who had um, gone overseas for like a month or something. And so I didn't have a PS4 at the time, he did. And I was like, hey, I, I, I need to download a game to PS4. Like, I, I need it. He's like, yeah, absolutely. That's fine. <laughs> so, oh, you did this to him. And um, so then, then I'd called Harvey because we were talking about it for a few days before. I'm like, dude, 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 I, I'm. Let's come over. We're going to play PT tonight. It's happening. Okay. I can see where this is going, and I'm terrified and excited. Oh, God. So, like, first off, like, house-sitting in general is always really creepy to me because it's, like, it's a space you're not familiar with. And, yeah. The unfamiliar. Yeah. But this place in, in particular, so it was, like, a, kind of like a unit apartment flat-ish type of thing. It looked exactly like the hallway in PT. You're kind of No, no oh. joke. Oh, my God. No joke. I kind of half predicted that jokingly, but I'm like, is that what it is? Kind of right. So right. even when you escape the game, you were living in it? Oh. Yeah. I couldn't. I couldn't sleep. There was a there, fetus man. in the bathroom sink. Dude, like even down to like the progression of the hallway. So when you when you come in, so, oh, so first off, no. you have to come around at the side, which is all like dark and like fart, like leaf, leafy and bullshit. It was in the city, but still like all this. So you have to come around that in the first row, <laughs> and it's rickety as shit. And it's an old goddamn apartment. You come in, and to your right's the kitchen. To your left is this long fucking hallway. All timber floors. Why were you house sitting? Was it like a pet or something? Um, no, just kind of like he's like, "Hey, can you just water my plants and shit while I'm out?" And I was like, "Oh, I didn't even barely stay there." It was kind of like, "Oh." It was just because there was a PS4, and you were like, "I want to play PS4." It was yeah. basically, yeah, it's, honest yeah. to God, it was like, "Cool, I'm gonna <laughs> buy a couple of games." Fantastic. Um, but yeah, it was a long hallway, and right at the end of it was their bedroom. But in that bedroom, there was a mirror, so it was like a mirror right at the end of the hallway, and it just like got darker and darker and darker and darker and darker and darker and darker down the hallway so that always used to freak me out i used to have i was a grown-ass man when i was house sitting this place and i still had to like (laughs) flick off all the lights incrementally as i went down and kept all the lights on he even commented like dude my electricity was like fucking crazy i'm like i left all the lights on all the time 
Um, <laughs> especially after this night. So yeah, so so Harvey came around, got some beers, sat down, and he was like, "What the fuck is with this weird house?" <laughs> Immediately, the first thing he's like, "Dude, this place is creepy, man." Really? Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was a creepy house. Was that literally the first like, thing he said to him? Like, literally, it's it's in the middle of the city, but it's, like, in the dark corner of the city. So it was it was just, like, a weird, like, black hole of a weird darkness. It was <laughs> just, real just, weird. It's just, man. like, the rest of the city's light up, but there's just, like, like, this one little corner. It's just, like, okay. It's, like, to enter the apartment, you had to jump down this endless dark hole. Yeah. Much like Silent Hill 2. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like you, you go through the fog to get into the apartment. I think it was even so I think it was foggy that night too in Brisbane. Yeah, that was. Oh, yeah. So basically you'd entered Silent Hill. Yeah. Everything to do with this game, even in your experience with it, even in this podcast, because I don't know how good our editing is going to be, but this podcast is haunted and it's been, it's like we're recording this at midnight <laughs> <laughs> and, and everything has gone wrong. We're having technical problems. Oh my but God. Okay, so you enter the haunted mansion and sleeping, yeah, sleeping hill, sleeping dogs, silent hill. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So yes, he comes in, we start playing and Harvey's got his, he, he, Harvey has a game guide on his phone at the ready and ha, half to help me, half to know when shit's going to happen. And I remember this one point when you when you go around a couple of times and when the radio turns on and says like look behind you and like Lisa's right behind you. So jump- we're just getting started. Yeah. Don't look behind you. I oh, chills down my spine just impersonating. Fucking hate that part. Like and like yeah. I knew it was gonna come. <laughs> Gives me like freaks me out even talking about it. So Yeah, I am I'm, I'm like I'm nervous to look behind so me. So was I. I was like I was like looking around going like mm, it's, it's a little bit windy tonight. You're fucking outside. Fuck that shit. Yeah, I wanna go inside, but I wanna keep smoking. Um I mean definitely not smoking in this podcast. Um so <laughs> So uh, yeah, so I'm walking through and then that moment happens and I just see Harvey and this is gonna be great for our video podcast. Um just lean back further and further and further away from his phone. <laughs> yeah, just like, okay. just like, oh, I'm like, what? What's gonna happen? I he's like, see this. He's just like, and he's. Just, Did you know what the scale looked like, Harvey? No, no, I didn't know what it looked. You just like. had to describe. I just, I just, I just saw that. that even was if you're up. prepped for that scare the first time, yeah, it's just something about the way that because there's no sound. Yeah. When you first see her face, yeah, there's no sound, and you just, it's just. You're presented with this. Oh my god! I don't even like thinking. About oh this. god! Even talking about it's giving me the creeps. But yeah, just like the like eyeless socket and just like everything about it. Just like the no lips and yeah. oh god and like, gouge it out. I I was like and that, yeah. So Harvey's like leaning the fuck away from his phone, going like nope. And I'm like, what? What's about to happen? He's like, just 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 turn around. I'm like, all right. And it happens, and I no shit throw the controller ground. But like, that's it. I'm done. Oh. I'm fucking done. I'm out. Nope. 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 Nope, I didn't even get to the. Is that as far as you got? As far as I got, that's. I didn't even get to the point where Lisa's like smiling at you from the balcony. I was like, um, I s- did you ever play it again? No. And this is from a man that played Silent Hill two in the fucking dark with the windows open. Yeah, I thought I was prepared for PT, and then like that, just like I was like, I am super out for okay. this. So, so just to clarify that, that's that's the end of the. Harvey oh, didn't try to play. Nothing oh, I try to give it to me. He's like, I, I, he's like, I am nothing to do with this. There is a yeah, no, not in that situation. I would, I would play it. I downloaded it at home, played it myself, but not in that particular situation but, so in that particular house. Yeah, it happened to you. So you did know it was coming. No, 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 no. I played it afterwards. Yeah, 
Oh, and he also oh, you went also his reaction was really great because I jumped out of my goddamn seat and he was like, "Oh fuck!" and he just like threw his head away and it was just like staring at the oh. wall for thirty seconds. Oh, okay. So, uh, just to clarify, you have not played PT since nope. then. Have you had watched videos? I, have you seen any more I, I of the game? Through a little bit. Just... Oh, so this is a weird little blind spot for you. Okay, so oh. the reason I ask oh. is my PT story is actually going to educate you about the rest of the game and also hopefully be entertaining somewhat. So um, my friend uh, Tommy, who I who is like the bass player in my band, he's not a big gamer, but if you get him something that just grabs him, he'll become obsessed with it. Yeah. Um. So like he he loves like open world like gta 5 because it's just like i can do anything like we once got drunk one one night playing gta 5 we weren't even playing the fucking game we were just stealing planes flying to the apex of as high as you can go in like gta 5 Mm. and then like scanning for swimming pools and then jumping out of the plane like no parachute and trying to land in the pool (laughs) from like the apex of the plane. We spent we spent Terrific. like four hours trying to get it, and a couple of times we got like within an inch of the plane, oh, God. Uh, within an inch of the pool, and it was just like it just drove us on. Like yeah, we had so much fun. But um, so I tell him about PT. I'm like, hey man, there's this little game called PT. Um, I say nothing more. I'm just like, I'm not gonna sell. T- I said, oh, I'm not gonna you tell you anything about it. I'm not gonna tell you anything about this game. I'm just going to give you the controller, and you just do what comes natural. And like he's he's not a big gamer, but he knows how to play a game, you know, like con- the camera and three D space, all that yeah. shit. And um, yeah, he he plays the jump scare happens, he freaks out. But by this point, we've already started heavily drinking, and um, apparently his superpower when he's drunk is to just push through the scariest shit. And so fast forward, maybe two or three hours later, we've been playing PT for like four hours straight i've got the walk through there i'm his wingman and he's just determined to see it through to the end no matter fucking what nightmare and we we figure out all the puzzles they're looking through the fucking um the eye the wall thing with the eye Mm. we get to the point where the fucking hallway is glowing different colors and the um frames are animated with eyeballs that follow you around the room and the room goes fucking red like weird shit happens at the end Mm. of the game the code comes up on the screen, like a different language, like all this shit is happening. And he's getting more and more invested. He's like, this is fucking amazing. Like, but he's also freaked out at the same time. And we're just there. And we're just like this weird mixture of adrenaline and drunk and just uh, like afraid out of our minds, like so freaked out, but just like, no, we've come this far. And it went to like four in the morning where we were on the very last puzzle where it's like, you have to like try and talk to Lisa through the microphone or something. And then she'll come up to you and that's the end. And it wouldn't fucking work. And we got to the point where we're like basically following her around being like, Lisa, Lisa. And then she just fucking kill us. And we just ended up giving up. Mm. But anyway, like he calls me up like a week later and he's like, all right, man, let's do it. Let's fucking, we're going to finish PT. Like, let's just fucking do it. And he comes around and he's sober this time. And I give him the controller and he plays through it because we just restarted the game with a new um, yeah. profile to get the whole experience. He starts the game up and he gets the, the first Lisa death and he's just, say, similar to you, throws the controller, freaks out and is just like, oh, I can't handle this, I'm fucking done. Complete different reaction. 
like sober. Like he he was so drunk he'd pretty much forgotten most of the game, oh, but he just remembered that he was like this game was the oh, shit. No. And it, it I've never seen him like more kind of just fucked up. Like he was just like Oh, I'm done. Um, and this is like the kind of guy that's like, ah, oh, horror movies don't freak me out. You know, whatever. It's all, and he was just like, he was shaking, man. And he fuck. was like, can we play anything else? Fuck that. And this was after being drunk and playing it for like a fucking night and seeing everything the game had to offer, like the the fridge with the blood hanging from it, like all that oh shit. Oh my god! Like, uh, I, like everything about just uh, everything about that, just like hearing that like, creeps me the fuck out. Like hearing about that game. Like, can you imagine that game actually came out? There would be a Silent Hill game. I, I am so glad it yeah, didn't. That... Because if, if anyone doesn't know, like the art direction for that game was Junji oh. Ito. And if anyone knows who the fuck mm. Junji Ito is, that will explain exactly why things look like in that yeah. game. Junji Ito is probably the greatest manga horror artist yeah. ever. Um, Toonami's doing Uzumaki. Oh, I and wait. I don't know if anyone has seen the trailer, but it's done in an animated Junji Ito style. And I have high hopes, man. It looks incredible. The Junji Ito collection anime they released was fucking garbage. Yeah. Never go near that shit. Um, read the mangas. Uzumaki is probably my favorite. Um, the the way that that fucking story creates, similar to Silent yeah. Hill, something you never thought that you would be afraid of, spirals. The dread, the anxiety. Holy shit. The, it rem, uh, reminds me of because my very first Junji Ito uh, joint that I read was Enigma of Amigara Fault. Amigara. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, that fucking yeah. That lasted terrifying. with me for for goddamn ever. That final image, that final oh. panel, man, haunts me to this fucking day. Yeah, and there's something about <laughs> like the, ugh, man, like just the the claustroph. The... I can't imagine reading that with claustroph if you were claustrophobic. I'm a little claustrophobic. Only yeah, a little probably, bit. Like it's yeah. really mild, but like that, just the feeling of this, like of reading the sensation about him, like writhing through the cape, like just oh, oh my um, god. Harvey is scrolling through some Jinji Udo stories, and the story is picking the most fucked up images, and it's just making me wince. So oh, you're gonna man. have to. Oh, god damn it. <laughs> The one with the guy with the fucking... He's got, like, holes all through his body. Oh, There's another one where... where yeah, um, the yes, Enigma of Amagari Fault. Uh, number two on this list. But yeah, that fucking story. Oh, Sorry. Man. Oh, my God, Harvey. Okay, A I'll long stop. dream. Jesus Christ. Okay, I will stop. Oh. Yeah, that's that's probably homework that you should do. Read some Junjito. But yeah, like, when that came out that they, he was working on Silent Hills... I was like, oh, everyone, everything about this I love, everything that's attached to this project I love, that I'll never be able to enjoy because there's no fucking chance in hell if that the full game is going to be scarier than the the teaser. No way. No yeah, goddamn I, way. I don't know if I could get old enough to ever play through Silent Hills if it came out. You know, when you're younger and like Silent Hill 2, it's like, oh yeah, when I'm older. I, I, I don't think I would. It's just... Guillermo del Toro already has a knack for um, visual kind of wincy cinematography and yeah. yeah, just art direction. And Kojima is a madman. Yeah. And having Junji Ito put in the middle of that is just like, there's probably a reason. There, there was some kind of force of good in the world. And I'm not at all defending people like Konami, who are the reason <laughs> that game died. Don't, 
please don't paint me as that being like i'm so <laughs> glad that game doesn't exist yeah but maybe let's just for a thing let's just think for a moment and be like maybe that game was just too terrifying to exist yeah i i'm okay with it not existing i'm i i'm i love i'm the sad I- for the people that were going to go into it but yeah i don't know rather selfishly it's like i don't want to deal with that <laughs> it is there's a part of me that like would have loved to you know watch a youtube playthrough or like find out information about the whole story for silent hills but playing it myself no fucking way there's no fucking <laughs> way in hell my fear gene kicked in five years ago that shit is not gonna happen again at least silent hill 2 i can revisit because i know what it is mm. i am too <laughs> old to be playing those horror video games and silent hill 2 is more of when you finally do finish it it becomes more of like a I don't want to say a thought piece, but it's more of something you can sit around and kind of ruminate on. Yeah. Um, there's, I guess there is stuff to dig into with PT, but it's a pretty straightforward story once you kind of learn of what's happened and who, who's who in that mm. game, which is interesting, but it's a different kind of horror. And I honestly prefer the Silent Hill 2 approach uh, yeah. where it gives you more than just the horror element. It gives you something introspective to latch onto. Yeah, um, I agree. Yeah, but... Uh, Moving on, I guess. Anyways, yeah. So, as part of our Halloween special, we have talked about quite a lot of horror and deep issues. So, just to wrap things up, guys, um, what what are your plans for for Halloween or this coming week? God, everyone's so bummed out now. (laughs) (laughs) Between The PT PT story was meant to liven things up with the... How did you go the, the... did you stay in the house much after that night? No. Uh, I think... How did you sleep that night? Did Harvey uh, immediately go home? Did you just put on like Nintendo Land and try and wipe the experience from your memory? Was there yeah. like a, a no, buffer just... of like let's put something fun on? I, yeah, I think I think we just try to play different games and just get like yeah, wash it, just wash it out just of our minds. and it put would, on wouldn't, wouldn't go. Yeah, wouldn't... I, I left like probably an hour after. That. Wow. <laughs> yeah, he, he did not stay long after that, and I was like. Um, but you had to go back out into the darkness and the fog in the real world. <laughs> I think I was like, like literally looking over the balcony to see if he was okay. I was like, as he was leaving, and then I, I think I ended up. Did I end up sleeping there that night? I can't remember. No, I, I don't think you did. No. Did you no. leave the house because of it, how much it looked like the the hall in? I couldn't PG? handle it, man. I seriously oh couldn't God. handle it. No, I remember you you, you left because like we went outside. And then you're like, no, nah, I can't stay. Here. Part of me kind of wants to see this house, and then a part of me is like, I don't want to go anywhere yeah. fucking near that house. <laughs> but just out of curiosity, it's like you should have taken a photo of it and been like, I, I, I lived in PT for one night. It's really funny because like the um a friend of mine who lives there, like uh, I had so much good times in that place, and like when they're there, um, like places after that. Even after that was totally fine. Like, like the energy was like awesome. Like it, that place is always kind of like a party house. But just when they, when when the people were away from that, and it was just the place in itself. I'm like, I don't get good. Just you and PT. Yeah, just mm. me and PT, man. It, was it? I wonder if it was. Oh. I mean, I know you're older at the time, so it's not the same childhood thing. But I wonder if it was the same thing of like evil lurks inside that console box. I'm not staying in this house near that thing. <laughs> I do think there was a little bit of that, man. I'm like, I think I just cursed this apartment. <laughs> yeah, I'll never forget that feeling of being a kid and looking at the Silent Hill 2 box and just being like, I don't want that fucking thing in this house. Cursed, cursed box. 
Um, but yeah, anyways, for for this Halloween, what are you guys? What are you guys up to? What are you guys doing this week? Oh, moving. Um, but more, I I, I want to get into. Have we talked about it? I I I want to get into the Doom Eternal DLC. Um, mm. it'd be real neat to to jump into that because I, while I have some, I have disappointments with Eternal, kind of as in some areas. Like I fucking love that game so much, and just like hearing all the positive like comments on the internets about like it's basically just like constant slayer gates one after the other and like the bosses are really well done and this game is completely back to insane this makes me so happy like just the fact that there's like single player dlc for a doom game again so good but yeah um i'm probably gonna play more hades as usual i'm gonna try some ghost of tsushima Mm. oh yeah Um, um it'd be fucking sick join us we can all jump in and do that because um yeah, it's it's. I'm not going to say surprisingly. I'm going to give Sucker Punch the, the, um. Oh God, I can't remember how to talk. It's one in the morning. Benefit of the doubt. Yeah. I'm going to give them benefit of the doubt, but um, that they, they know what they're doing. They're a good studio. Yeah. But uh, it's it's still kind of surprising how fucking good it is. Um, I think just I'm like, like the- I'm kind of getting Mass Effect multiplayer vibes, which for me is really good. Like um, Mass Effect Three multiplayer vibes is like, oh, this is just a fun kind of like game to play with friends and progress and yeah just i don't know similar to hades but different for different reasons it's like i yeah. just keep wanting coming back to it yeah i i do want to start doing some more game development stuff this week i haven't done it in a couple of weeks i, I haven't i haven't told that it's story lately unfortunately <laughs> <laughs> it's just, i haven't told the story but i'm like going back in the process of like oh should i switch to unreal because unity is goddamn broken in the ways that you don't want it to be broken Mm. um yeah i was just i had a i made myself a challenge to make a game in a weekend and to turn into like two weeks because the character controller just decided to not work anymore for no reason Mm. and i've like posted everywhere on the internet no one's responded i've made a ticket for unity and unity hasn't responded so i'm just kind of like you you know what you've been through the dryer man yeah so it's like i don't know why i said dryer (laughs) so i'm just (laughs) at the point just going like man fuck your engine even though i love c sharp Fuck your engine. I'll learn C++ if it means I don't have to use this anymore. Yeah, C Sharp is probably, of all the programming I've learned, it's the one that stuck the most with me as being something that I feel like is malleable and I can kind of manipulate it to do what I want it to do. Yeah. I don't even know if I remember um, Game Maker's code anymore. That was so long ago. Yeah. And uh, I actually made desktop games in JavaScript at one point. Thank God those days are over. <laughs> I just, yeah, man, like the thought of going back to C and all its point of bullshit, I'm just like, oh, God, but that is really nice and it's easy to use and you can prototype stuff. I think it depends on the type of game you make. So the type of games, I, um, I guess this will play more into what I'm going to do, but yeah. Mm. Anyway, yeah, so you're. You're going to join us for Ghost of Tsushima? Yeah, yeah, it's going to happen this week. Two two questions I want answered at the end of this podcast. Is Rob going to join us for Ghost of Tsushima and is Harvey going to play something? Yeah, yes, 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 and yes. yes yes. yes. (laughs) So so Jimmy, Jimmy, what are you, what are you plans? So by October 31st, I should be free of my game where my deadline is the 27th, which is in six days. It's fucking terrifying. Um, and hopefully all my other shit will be sorted and I'll just kind of be on holidays and 
chilling. Um, yeah. Nice. By that point, I think Legion will be out. Watchdog Legion. Which, by the way, um, if anyone uh, hasn't seen the newest trailer for Watchdog Legion, uh, with um, I don't know the actor's name, but the guy that played Jam in um, Parks and Rec. He's in the. It's a live action trailer. It's a comedy trailer, and it's fucking hilarious. It also does oh a really God. good job of selling the game. It fully leans into the grandma squad force kind of army thing, and it's fucking okay. great. All right. Um. So yeah, I'll I'll probably be. I'm hoping. Uh, I don't know whether to wait for like day one reviews or whatever, but I'm pretty keen to to give Legions a go. Um. <coughs> and I think it comes out 29th. If I'm correct, if I think I'm right about that, yes, yes, um, 29th. Yeah, so I'll I'll probably be probably getting hopefully getting into Legion and, and having a good time with that. That's that's probably my plan. I'm sure I'll still be playing Hades at that point. Um, yeah, I think we all will. Yeah. I think we will mm-hmm. be playing Hades for a while, and, and and hopefully hopefully Ghosts, maybe Silent Hill two again, just for the fuck of it. Because even talking yeah. about it just makes me want to play it. That's the weird thing. Harvey's like. Why would I want to play that? And it's like, but just talking about it makes me want to play it. I, I, I might, I might put some more time into that closer to the thirty first. Yeah. Although, although I, I, might, sh- I might just, I might just have to play it just to understand what you guys are going. Like, Maybe we'll about. play it on Halloween. Maybe. Yeah. I like it. Maybe we'll, we'll, I'll come around and I'll bring Silent Hill to Harvey. Will play it and we'll, we'll, um, we'll video chat with <laughs> just Rob. Live stream, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that would be the best. Oh, I really want to see what your reactions are. Like for, not just at, like the scares, but the narrative. Just be like, man, what the mm. fuck? Maybe is we'll happening? even record it and just hold on to it for future years. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I don't know if I want that out there in public. <laughs> no, you can, you can, you can make the decision yeah. after. But like just having it recorded, it's like you can't experience Silent Hill two for the first time. Again, hmm. so we'll see. All right, it sounds like a fun idea. All right, what about you, Alvi? We never ask you. What are you doing for Halloween? Oh, now we know. We're playing. You're playing Silent Hill too. <laughs> yeah, we go. <laughs> yeah, so I'll, I'll be playing that. I'll be playing a bit more Ghosts. I think um, trying to finish. I don't think I'll finish Hades in no, a week. No. Plus, um, with all the end game stuff. Yeah, plus all the end game. You think you'll get into Legion? Or are you gonna wait to see? I'll wait and see. Hmm. I'll wait and see for Legion. Um, I hmm. don't want to put too many new games on my plate. Just, just give up. Just give up Destiny, man. That's all no, you have to do. Never give that, up. That motherfucker is a huge chunk on your fucking hard drive anyway. Like, you yeah. know. Who needs it? The the new update apparently will fix all <laughs> I hear that a lot about okay. Destiny. I hear <laughs> yeah, that a lot I'm about sure Destiny. You know what they say? This They say the same thing about Anthem. So we'll see. I can't you know, wait for Destiny, Anthem. 5. Destiny 5. Is, is year three right now, going into year four. So I think it's pretty strong. Oh, okay. It's pretty strong. Somewhere yeah. out there, a lot of people agreeing are agreeing with you, but the other two people on this podcast are shaking their heads. <laughs> like, pro- like profound. This, this, like, yeah. Mm. I, I'm, I might um, check out the the new um, the new Amazon series. I forget what it's called. You guys should really watch Boys season two. I know I talked about that yeah. last week, but um, yeah, Boys season two is is. Probably the best thing I've seen this year, which I know isn't saying much because there's not many movies and shit out. Mm. Um, but yeah, Boys Season 2, man. And Season 1, if you haven't seen it. Mm. Fucking mm. great. Great yeah. show. Carl Urban is great. I watched Dread again the other day. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> Weekly Planet did the Caravan of Garbage about Dread. They did both Dread movies, the Sylvester Sloan one, and then they did the Carl Urban one. And just watching a video of people talking about how great that movie is just made me want to watch it. So I was just working with them on the background. Fuck, it's good. I think my favorite part of the film is his little speech that he gives 
when mm-hmm. he's on the PA. And he's like, Mama's not the law. I am the law. Ah, so good. God damn Wait it. for her to shoot you. Such a great movie. Oh, God. I'm going to rewatch it. God damn yeah, it. Yeah, actually, I was. I was it's thinking... a good movie to have on, have on in the background while you're mm. just like editing or doing design, like whatever. You yeah. don't need to like pay attention to everything. It's, it's so beautiful, too. It's such a well shot movie. Mm. You know, you know, it's like, like pretty much shot for shot. The Raid Redemption. Yeah, but um, I've heard, and they address this in the video I watched, the script for Judge Dredd was actually done before The Raid. Before The Raid. Yeah. yeah. So it's just a coincidence. It's an extremely... Extremely. It's not shot for shot, no, but it's an extremely... strong parallel. Yeah. yeah. But it's just it's a, one of those weird coincidences, man. From yeah. what I've researched, anyway. Yeah. Um, I like both those movies for completely different reasons. Mm. And I wish I could see The Raid too, but I can't find a copy of it. Raid 2, it's online. Uh, it used to be on one of the streaming services. But yeah. I've, yeah. I didn't. I, I said I didn't want. To, I don't want to pay for it. I just want to have it given to me. Like, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> All right, everyone on the podcast, donate your Ray two copies to James. <laughs> yeah. Speaking uh, of which. Speaking of which, so you can find us on Spotify, uh, Google, Google Podcasts. We'll soon be on Apple Podcasts, uh, Anchor. Uh, what else are we on? Instagram. Um, we're on a lot of stuff. What other podcasts? Yeah, we're, we're, we're on a lot of podcasts. So we, we're we working will, to get it done. We will be on everything. Yeah. Um, you can also find us on Instagram at Twitter at Life is a Fetch Quest or, or Twitter Life is a FQ. Um, and also on YouTube, but we don't have anything on YouTube as of yet. Yeah, we're working on it, man. We, we, got, we have a life outside of you, podcast audience. <laughs> Great sideshow, Bob. <laughs> Paid off. But yeah. That is, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a bit of an in joke. We we were talking about. <laughs> Trust us, it was it was genius. So that is us for the week. Thank you again for listening to our Halloween special. Ooh. Ooh. Destiny news. <laughs>